You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm on Qualified Opinion and Unwavering Bias here on a Monday, I believe the 13th of September. Um, we are watching currently the US Open final, Medvedev v Djokovic. If Djokovic wins, he goes... Equal with Federer and Rafa. No, on, it goes past them. Oh, is he go, he's already equal? They're all already on, tw- they're all Are they 20. all on 20? Yeah. Okay, so he goes past them and he also wins all four majors, all four slams in one year. So Called the Grand Slam. Called the Grand Slam. So understandably, we are riding Medvedev harder than a motherfucker. You might ask why. Well, because we're in team fucking Federer, that's why. Team Federer, Team Rafa. And Team Rafa. Team fuck Nadal, uh, Djokovic, sorry. Um, sorry, can't warn to him. Can't get around him. So this is to 21. Yeah, dude. What did he win before this? The French, was it? Or what was it? Uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Gee. Well, the French for that, does he? So Wimbledon was to go level. Are you 100% certain on that? That's out. Yeah, they're all in 20, bro. Crazy. Crazy times. Um, look... Eddie, huge weekend for the nation, huge weekend of rugby league, uh, huge weekend of uh, rugby union, of Paralympics, of AFL football. Huge weekend. Not of Paralympics, but yes. Sorry, not Paralympics. Uh, Tennis. Tennis. Paralyzed man of an Australian persuasion playing tennis. Um. But how was your weekend? Because, I mean, we did come off the back of a manly live stream, which, you know, broke all the records uh, for both people on the stream watching and then also post-stream viewing. And YouTube records generally. YouTube records generally, podcast records generally. I guess, you know, while we're we're still here, before you even get into it, I think I'm now just going to talk myself into some housekeeping. So the first one being like, subscribe, five stars to all of your fucking social channels. Also, if you are from Big Ute, we, we're, we're looking for a car sponsor officially. Um, it's official now. Officially, we are looking for cars. Utes. Utes, preferably. Well, no, just Utes. But like, I mean, if you come to us with like a Kia Rio, we're going to spit in your face. Yeah. Kia, don't reach out. No offense. <laughs> no offense. No offense. It's not you. It's you. Um... How was your weekend? Hot. Hot and sweaty. Weather In a good, was good way. Yeah, weather was good. Great. Weather was great, bro. Mm. Don't good that weather. Sorry. How dare you good that weather? That's great weather. That was great weather. It's incredible weather. It was. And like, I tell you what's nice. What the, like the, I think the difference between like good and great, in my opinion, Eddie, is when the breeze is warm. Like, it's not like a hot day, cold breeze. It's a hot day, warm breeze. Not a horribly warm breeze, just when we're like, oh, that's summer wind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Spring wind, I would say. Because yeah. the summer winds can be too hot. They can be You're right. It's a spring wind. But it, what, what I'm saying is the wind itself has been warmed. I 100% agree with you. I'm merely pointing out that we don't want to mislead the punter and the dribbler about the, the, the by, wind you know, with. sitting on this podcast where we always tell the truth yeah. and start trying to fucking, you know, gloss up a hot summer wind. It was a spring wind. It was a spring wind of substance. Uh, my my car thermometer, which I place a tremendous amount of weight on. 100%. Ticked over to 30 Ooh. At, at one point on the weekend. Uh, needless to say, Ella was 
giggling like a schoolgirl. I've never seen anyone get more excited about the, the the temperature on a fucking car thermometer. Why is that? I don't know. She's just so intrigued by it, dude. I she would just be like, we'll be driving along. She'd be like, twenty nine and a half. Oh really? Yeah, she she's watches a, it. She's she obsessed with loves it. Loves it. Loves Even it. Even on like just a, a a non-event temperature. If it's a non-event temperature, it, it's not. You it's know. not as exciting. No, it's not as exciting. But because it was spring, maybe she was getting up and about. Is that like, well, like the even, first even, thirty of summer? Yeah, but even all, all summer, she'll she'll be she'll she'll, she'll have an eye on it. More about what's the what's the most you've seen that thing get to? Because I had one in forty. I believe it was at. Um, there's a, like a big sort of truck stop where there's shitloads of like, you've got, you've got Maccas, you've got KFC, you've got Guzman and Gomez outside of Newcastle. And this is a highway, I know the one, the highway. What's it called? I don't know, but I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, but it's gonna annoy me. Well, that's all right. That's all right. There, on my way up to... Newcastle or the Hunter? No, heading up the fucking coast. Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter where we're headed. Um, doesn't. It got to like 45 and a half there. Crazy. Yeah, well, I was going to say I got to... And you know what? The wind outside was fucking hot. That wind is punishing. Fuck. That's like solar winds. That's like on the surface of Mars and shit. You yeah, don't want solar those winds. winds. Um, I was the same. Mine was in Clavelli and it was last summer when we had those couple of fucked up heatwave days mm. and it was 46. <sighs> 46. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Madness. She madness. But you live for that shit. Oh, you live and breathe it, mate. Yeah. Outside of the sport, though, Eddie, obviously, because that's what we eventually get into, but we also like to indulge ourselves um, and talk about ourselves a little bit and how our weekends were. Did you do anything of, of note? Mm, I'm just trying to think. In lockdown? Not really, mate. Like, I drank margaritas. I, you know, I lathered myself in sport. Yep. Went for a couple of walks. A couple of dips. Couple I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not like, my ability to recall my weekend's not always tremendous. No, neither, especially when you don't do much. Especially when you don't do much. I didn't do anything. I was, I was more hoping for you to bring some shit to the table. I just did real menial family shit. I built a cot for Evie. Oh, she up to the cot now? Well, she already had a cot. She just got a new one because there's another baby coming. So we need two cots. Did she get a bigger cot? She got a bigger cot, yeah. Big girl cot. Is she pumped about it? She was pumped. She was pumped. She loved it. Um, you know, that was cool. I put it together without really any fuck-ups, which is surprising Rare. for me. I usually, whenever you get put in a flat pack, usually that shit just, you fuck it up straight away. Remember we went away to streets in Barrel and you took that, the cot and it, the travel <laughs> that, that, cot the travel and cot. it wouldn't open up? I've never been that more angry than that. I was, I've never been more angry. And not only that, but when you're trying to uh, get it up, because it's like meant to be one of those ones where it's like press a button and it just, and it just opens. And then like when it tent. didn't, when it didn't open up and I'm trying to get it in and like we've just arrived and everyone's out like mingling and I'm just in there trying to get this fucking cot open and then I cut my hand on it because I was trying like the fucking fury inside. How did you end up opening that fucker? I had to I don't stand remember. it up on its end and almost like do some sort of UFC like arm bar move to try and like extend these bars to lock into place. The bars are meant to just like just pull up the bar and it goes like fling and like goes hard. But this didn't. And so I had to basically stand it up like this high, like long ways, and then hold on to like sturdy the whole fucking thing and like bang it out with my elbow. Needed to pilot. Just a pilot to, yeah, just get it stiff. Get it stiff. A discreet yeah. package coming up to the door and just getting the, uh, the travel cot hard. Anyway, <laughs> I built a cot, I exercised, and. How's the weight loss going? 
I am eight kilos down. I was nine kilos down the other day, but I'm sort of like between eight and nine. When so do you, are you supposed to weigh yourself at a specific time? In the morning. When you get up. Yeah. That's the time. Yeah. That's what I was told anyway. I've no, I've heard that before. It. I've heard that before. Um, but yeah, so I'm 90, I was 95 on Friday, 96 this morning. So much of a muchness. Have you, are you getting, have you, have you, are you moving the goal? Uh, yeah, probably, but the go- well, the goal for tattoo, no, like no, so of course not. Ninety four, yeah, well, like probably down to ninety. Ninety neat. Like if I can get there, right? Like I mean, what about eighty nine? Well, Josh was like your birth year. Josh Ellis, your birth year. Bronte Blueies, check him out on Instagram. I've like I've literally fucking never lost this much weight in my life, and he like go check him out. Uh, look, if I could get into the eighties. That'd be pretty fucking crazy. Like, I think I actually could because, to be honest, this has been the easiest thing in terms of losing weight that I've ever done. And, like, I don't know whether it's sustainable, right? Like, because I'm not drinking any booze and I'm in a lockdown, so maybe it's not like... But the diet side of things, which is the most important, is actually not that fucking hard to do at all. And that's been the main thing. So it's interesting. It's it's a weird one, but, like, every time... like. Do you just eat less? Eat less. Is and, that is that fast. like is that the secret? Well, it's it's a, like it definitely is. Eat less, but also don't eat shit. Like, if I am like so, you don't eat till midday, right? That's just it. But then I might not just fucking smack lunch. Whereas I used to do the intermittent fasting, and then I'd have fucking two pieces of toast and four eggs and avocado, and and you used to eat some massive thing, mm. and then you like feel like a junkie. You're like all snoozy. You know what I mean? Mm. I might just fucking eat a banana or I'll eat like an apple and then I, I st- and just sort of like extend the amount that you're really not eating that much or some almonds or some shit. Is that again, tough going though? Nah, you get used to it. Dude, now with the cra- – and again, this is all not fucking dietary advice. This is just what I'm doing and it's working. But – and my psoriasis is clearing up, but that's also probably because of booze. Um, you do, like it's early on it was remember when we were doing about even and i was like fucking lightheaded yeah i was yeah. like jesus christ this flat is attack. yeah i was flat that was me trying to work out how to do it what to have but now that it's like now i'm finding like you know when we're eating dinner steph will be like for example dumplings there's like these frozen dumplings we, yeah, like sometimes. we all know we all know the frozen you put dumplings. them in the steamer you put them in the steamer but there's a big bag of them and i used to be like Whack the whole fucking bag in. What are we doing here? It's dumpling season. Let's <laughs> let's go. And then bit of hot sriracha and dude, fucking bit of hot sriracha, some, some soy, soy sauce, Thank and then you. also some like some steamed veggies. Fucking thanks for coming. Is there anything more annoying in this world, Tom, than when you've got some dumplings on the go, or you've got back from you know purchasing a large array of sushi, and they've only thrown in a couple of little fucking fishies? Go to the cupboard, no soy. No, that's there is no alternative to soy. No, so if no. you have no soy, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. If you don't have soy, then there is nothing else for you to do except just eat plain fucking sushi. Uh no thanks. You ever had a dumpling without soy? Yeah, it's fucking it's all not, that all that other like little vinegary, you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, soy is like independently of each other, a dumpling is nice, but it's not what it should be. How closely related, Tom, and I've only just thought of this now, are soy sauce and soy milk? Uh, Dave, going to need you to look that one up because I'm assuming they're of the same 
been. You would think so. You would think. If that's the case, soy terribly versatile. Fucking oath it is. It's one of the more versatile beans in town. To be able to be in a coffee and to be an accoutrement for Asian dishes. Uh, <laughs> that is versatility that's off versatility. the charts. Oh, rocket rod. Um, looking just, good. Just want to point out, punters and dribblers, obviously you're not watching it with us, but the US Open is on, as Tom mentioned. Rocket Rod Labor, the greatest to ever do it. Two-time Grand Slam winner. Yeah, I said it. Two-time. One in the amateur era, one in the professional era. And that's Grand Slam winning all four in a calendar yeah, year. Yeah, he's a beast. Done it twice. He's looking as good as he's looked in 10 years. Yeah, Rod looks like lockdown has actually allowed him to thicken up you know, he, does, he hasn't had to go on the fucking crazy world tours to every tournament and pretend like he's awake, you know? I also... I, I, I like that... Uh, that yes, Medvedev. I like that they've allowed Roy to go. Like, you know Well, I, mean? I wonder whether he lives in the US. I don't think so. Or whether it's just a work thing for him. So... Yeah, so, sorry, Dad. Yeah, do you want to know about soy milk? Yep. Yep. So soy sauce is made from fermenting the soy beans and kind of boiling them, steaming them in water and draining them off. Soy milk is made from uh, soaking the soy beans, not fermented, in water and then grinding it up and kind of draining off the milky stuff. But it is the same bean, Eddie. It's it the, is same, the bean. same bean. And that was what we wanted to know. You don't have, uh, you, you can't have coffee beans with. With your Asian dishes? No, you can't. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So, anyway. so you no longer pour the whole bag in? Well, I'm just saying I fill up super quick. I'm just more like... Oh, oh you I fill up? Your stomach's strong? Yeah, yeah, you fill up really quick. So it's not necessarily just about like, oh, I'm making better decisions, which obviously I am. But Is she it's crying like, already? That's not a great start. It's not a great start. Is that, is that Novak's missus or is that... Yeah, that's his missus. Miso? That's his missus. Oh, was that a fault? No, that looked like damn. Was that? Yeah, it was in. Um, anyway, Djokovic getting pumped. Djokovic getting pumped here, and we love, 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 love to see it. Um, I also got a barbecue, which I think I told you for Father's Day. A barbecue, didn't you get? Yeah, but I'm now like barbecuing my dick off. I had barbecue every. I barbecued every single day this week. Did you? But I'm not very good at it yet. As in, like, there's some very straightforward shit. Whack some snags on, whack some steak on. But then these skewers, there's a... I'm trying to work out, because the one I've got is just all grill, no hot plate. So, I like, I cooked uh, salmon on there last night, and all the skin just gone, stuck to the fucking thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what do I do here? How do I maintain a fucking salmon fillet with the skin on top, which is what you want? Have you got one of those little brushes? Brush some oil on there? Yes. Yes, I do, and I did. Not enough. Didn't work. Didn't work. Anyway. You could put the salmon into aluminium foil, right? And then on with, the thing. With some, with some uh, lemon in there. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. some fucking herbs and spices, maybe yeah, a little yeah. garlic or whatever. And then, and some chili. And then wrap it up and then put it in there, close the lid, and it'll fucking... But that's not the same as No, it's not. But then you could maybe sear it quickly. Because the, the, there's something about the fucking... That's I'm just it. trying to help a man who's losing his skin. <laughs> That's all it is. I know, and I appreciate you for it. Yeah. Because I need the help. But I Because I honestly don't know if you've oiled it up, I'm out of options. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. What else do what else? I can don't you do? I can't help you. Maybe I didn't oil it enough. Or but like maybe the oil just comes off quick. The kin the skin's very like fucking Did you use the brush? Yeah, not for this one. I sprayed the fuck out of it with oil for this one. But I do use the brush. Because I use the brush for Give the, the brush skewers. a go. Yeah. 
See how we go. See, it was still delicious, though, but it was just like you had to hack a bit of the skin off the fucking thing, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, do, you feel like, do you feel like a man? 100%. 100% more manly. I'm outside. I'm in the heat, especially with the heat from the weekend. But I'm now like just going, this is way easier to... Kit off? Sure. Look, I've been rocking a singlet recently. No, okay. Fucking, you know, the I'm banana stuck. singlet's back? No, that's gone. That's gone. The it's gone. Well, I wore that thing to death. And I was a smaller human when I wore it. You were smaller. Would it be tight on you now? Yeah. <laughs> was this singlet just all yellow or did it have pictures of no, bananas? No, it was a white that? singlet with lots of little bananas all over it. He used it. to drum in it. I used to when I was ripping it in a band. Live shows. That was his yeah. live show shirt. Yeah. Drifts are making a comeback. Not are like, they? Not actually, but like there was a, when we would, so like when I was in a band like 20 years ago, playing the drums, drumming my heart out. We never got to the point of ever releasing like an album, but we did release some songs. Go check it on SoundCloud. A couple hundred thousand downloads. Uh, I, um, yeah, go check them out. <laughs> the Drifts or just Drifts? I think it's just Drifts. D-R-I-F-F-S. I remember you released a song. This is when we were living together in uni and you listened to it a thousand times, I reckon, on like computer audio, like this... Laptop was, sound and then in the car and then it was, in the headphones yeah, yeah, and then different yeah. pair because, of headphones. Because you become so insecure about <laughs> it. Like you care way too much. And especially, it's funny, I'm not a self-critical person really. Like you are a little bit, like yeah. everyone is. I fucking hate listening to myself play the drums. Like I hate it. And that's why it's weird that I'm doing it. But I'm like listening to it going, oh, that's not very good. That's not very good. <laughs> That's, I don't know what that is, but it's just for some reason, there's something about it where it's like, it's the least enjoyable thing in the world for me to do. Well, go check out Drifts on SoundCloud. <laughs> I is think it? so, yeah. I don't and, know, I've been on that And look, you if you're a drummer, run, run an ear over, yeah. over his work. Yeah, give me some feedback. And give him some feedback. I won't be, I won't be playing. So I remember you were always like, we used to get, um, for those, I don't know if it's still a thing, but back in the day when you were on Youth Allowance, you used to get like a thousand bucks every semester. I think it was. Was it like an upfront? It was like an upfront caching that was supposed to be for books. I think they changed it and you had to like literally use it at like a bookshop book now. Whereas we would just fucking- Do you reckon they have the book fucking produced like, you know what I mean? Is that I didn't a buy kick- a book in my no, entire neither, time at uni. Neither, but do you reckon there was like a kickback for big book? From the go- I like, think there know, was a kickback. For- if well, the I- government's like, we'll give people a thousand bucks to buy your books. Well, I if think- If you give us- I think what happened was, that everyone was cruising along using their thousand bucks on recreational activities. Yeah. And then Big Book lobbied the government by being like, no, we want this money. We need this money because it's not coming. No one's buying books. It's not coming to Big Book. <laughs> uh, it's not, it's, it's going straight to the uni bar or on other, you know, yeah. like, you know, fucking. Extracurriculars. Extracurriculars. Um, where am I going with this? Yeah, you would always talk about getting an electric drum set. Every semester, you're like, I'm getting an electric drum set with that thousand bucks. Yeah. And then instead of that, I'd blow we'd go on a bender and yeah. buy darts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $1,000 worth of ciggies and fucking goon and OJ. <laughs> well, no, we'd no because we'd, we'd splurge in the, in the early going. Oh, that's going true. We'd yeah, get yeah, rum. Yeah. No, that's right. You'd get rum uh, when you had your, your government money. Shout out to... The government of the day. Yeah. Um, oh, a terrific job. Yeah, it was a terrific job. Well, it stimulated the economy, if nothing else. Yeah. We were doing a bit for 520 a fortnight. Thanks yeah. for coming. Plus a thousand. Oof. Loving that. Love that. Yeah, sure. I'll live off 12 litres of milk and bread for a fucking week or a fortnight. Uh, and some chicken burgers, yeah. if you don't mind. 33% chicken. Shout out to Chicky Burgs. 
which we gorged on for 18 months before our friend Jarch pointed out that they were 30% chicken. Did Djokovic just break him? Mm. Yep. Fuck. He, like, he had championship point as well, Medvedev. He just, he has this ability on the big points to just swing and make it. Like, he, he goes up a level. He goes yeah, harder. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that he will beat Medvedev now. I don't want it to happen. You reckon history like, will show that Medvedev had championship points and then got beaten? And then got beaten. Up two sets, still up and a break. Medvedev just seems like he doesn't have the mental fortitude of Novak and Novak just a fucking psychopath. And he's gone up now. Yeah. Here he comes. Well, look, I hope that we have sufficiently padded the intro. <laughs> We'll leave up to that up to the punter and the yeah, Cooper. Yeah, no, that's... Oh, Bradley Cooper and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is dude, so fuckable. Dude, he's so fucking cool, dude. Um, so fucking cool. Dude, is there Bradley anyone... Bradley Cooper didn't look cool there. Well, it's impossible to look cool next to Brad Pitt. That's Take the problem. Take Brad Pitt out and he'd look all right. Dude, that's two Brads there, and you're, the, you're Bradley Cooper and you're the least cool Bradley in that photo. Mate, if your name's Brad, why the fuck would you go anywhere with Brad Pitt? Well, do you know why? There, there is not a doubt in my mind that Bradley Cooper is Bradley Cooper because there's no point being Bradley... Uh, there's no point in being Brad Cooper when you've got Brad Pitt. Brad the most... Brad Pitt, the most famous Brad that's ever lived, except for Brad Parker. So you reckon he's gone, I'm a Brad Lee? Yes. Because he's a Brad. Yes. You know, like, if you've got, like, uh, in Hollywood, if you're, like, there's Michael B. Jordan instead of Michael Jordan. Yes. I feel like the Bradley is Bradley Cooper instead of being Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I can't be Brad Cooper. I can't be Brad Cooper because there's a Brad Pitt out there. <laughs> Well, there's another Brad. And he's there's cool. another Brad, and in he's fact, cool he's sitting as fuck. next to me, and he's wearing a bucket hat and sunnies, and he looks fucking. Yeah, he's ridiculous. fucking. Are you telling what? What fifty-year-old? How old white is Brad guy Pitt? Can wear a fucking bucket hat and look that hot. How old is Brad Pitt? He is fifty-seven. Holy 57. shit! Fifty-seven. Oh my god, bro, he is the best-looking fifty-seven-year-old. I mean, he's been one of the best-looking people ever. Can we go back to go that? back to Brad. <laughs> go back to the Brads. Sorry, go back to the Brads. Immediately, can you find a photo of the Brads for us? Uh oh. Yeah. Oh no, I'm He's trying going to go back to Brad. Yeah, I'm trying to go back on this. This is going to be tough on Ko. Yeah. yeah good luck going back to the Brad. I think you just go to Twitter, Dave. Yeah. And you go Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt, the Brads. Live at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Holy shit! Who's Brad seeing at the moment? Uh, I don't know who Brad's seeing, and that used to be such a feature of our life, knowing exactly who Brad Pitt was fucking, and now I feel like, as an adult, it doesn't seem to happen. Well, does the world care less about Brad? No, I don't think so. I think that Brad, you know, just a... Brad's almost 60. That is fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, that is crazy town. And, of course, Djokovic goes back-to-back smiling. He's going to break Medvedev again, and... But, like, does the world care less about Brad than it once did? Well, I think in the sense that people probably care more now about, like, who TikTok stars are fucking, right? Yes. Like, if Brad was fucking a TikTok star who was obviously of legal age. Um, so, Brad Pitt, I sent you a photo on the WhatsApp group, but he's uh, dating someone called Nicole Potoralski, who's, who's a model. It's too good. And also in a reportedly open marriage with the German restaurateur who is the father of her young child. He's in an open marriage? No, so she's in an open so marriage. So what you're telling me is that Bradley Pitt, Brad Pitt is in a relationship with a married woman who is in an open marriage. Oh, 
Not anymore. I've just found a more recent article that said they've broken up. But he was dating her in 2020. And she was married. She was in an open marriage, yeah. Has that, is that just a whole pass gone horribly wrong for someone? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right. Well, well, no, but like, imagine going, yeah, let's be in an open marriage. And then she goes and starts fucking Brad Pitt. You're like, <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Or like, you know, yo, who's, who's each other's hall pass, but then not specifying the length of which a hall pass can run Well, for. we spoke about this in the live stream, actually, that the hall pass heavily weighted in favour of the female. Yeah, clearly so. Clearly. That's like the nightmare scenario for a hall pass, that she ends up fucking Brad Pitt. That is... Can you... What's her name? Nicole Potteralski. Can you drag her on screen? Um, no. Or just Chrome send it through. Just oh, send you Chromecast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, send it through. Yeah. Serving for the championship. Here we go. Let's go, Mevedev. Let's, let's follow this one here. Eddie, you talk us, talk us through it as it's happening. It's 5-4 in the third. Medvedev serving for the championship. I'm not going to commentate it no, because that would be not. ridiculous. No, of course That'd be ridiculous. No one commentates tennis shot for shot unless it's on the radio. It's hard to listen to. Good rally here, though. Great rally. Oh, the fucking bend it like Beckham that Novak puts on that ball. I just, I, I feel like Novak gets through this. Yeah, same. It'll be a fuck. Oh, that's that long. long. Suck a dick. Three to go. Come on, Pavel. Even though I know your name's not Pavel. Sorry. What is his name again? Daniil, I think. I reckon Pavel sounds better. Pavel Medvedev. I think we go with Pavel. Oh, holy shit balls. Yeah, right. I mean, of course she gets a hall pass. She's the one with the hall pass? That's what Dave's saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Where? Well, to be fair, they both have hall passes. Open marriage. Yes, but she's the one that's ended up with Brad motherfucking Pitt, right? Brad's rocking like a little goatee thing as well. Dude, he doesn't... He looks like Bradley Cooper's son. <laughs> He's like an angry... How old is Bradley Cooper and how old is Brad Pitt? Well, Bradley... Brad Pitt is 57. Brad Cooper... Bradley Cooper is 46. Holy shit. See, he's 11 years his senior. He looks 11 years his junior. It's it's just incredible work. Two points to go for Medvedev here. Let's go, Pav. Let's dig deep. Dig deep, son. Get him, Pav. Dig deep. Prevent the slam. Lacoste must be happy. Have both. both their boys. Fault. Fault. I must say, I, I, I quite like the blue court on the green sort of outer court. Yeah, I don't mind As opposed any. to our blue on blue. Yeah. Would you go along with that? I'd go along with that. Pav's hit that long, has he? Could you, in the Australian Open, Tom, yep. just to shift momentarily yeah instead of having the blue court go for some more like you know australian colors of the land well like a oh okay so like outback colors and outback shit. look colors. a bit french opening but like but do you know what i'm trying to say yeah but you, are you talking orange dirt outback colors or potentially you... i mean we'd need to we'd need to 
throw out some colour palettes. Yeah, which we could do. We're happy to, to throw them out. I mean, surely they can dye the court. Of course you can dye the court, Eddie. The court's not blue naturally in the first place, I don't go. believe. There we go. Championship points. Two points Got for, two of them. for meds. Two championship points. God, no one looks excited about that. Dig deep, son. DD. Dig deep and we'll talk some rugby league. Oh, that's a fault. Come on. That's a fault. Second serve. Oh, oh, what are you doing? Double fault. He went for he went for serious mayo on that second serve. Didn't he? That was Buzz Rothfield levels. Just just calm your farm, son. Still got a championship point. Novak's like that was silly. Oh, that's a good serve. There it is. There it is. There oh, it is. Oh, God. He looks like he did the bloody... The silly salmon. Silly salmon. He just silly salmon the court. He silly salmoned. Wow. Straight sets. First ever slam. Medvedev. About time one of these young bucks stood the fuck up. I know. Fucking hopeless for too long. That's good stuff. That's good, honest tennis. Can we see Bradley Cooper and Brad Pitt one last time? Because let's be honest, no one gives a fuck about Medvedev with the greatest respect. Yeah, I think it's fair to say Brad stole the show. Eddie, huge 24 hours, 12 hours for the nation of Australia from a sporting context. We had Quade Cooper, the comeback kid, getting the job done for the Wallabies over the world champion Springboks into Daniel Ricky Ricardo winning the Italian Grand Prix into Dylan Alcott winning the US Open. Making it a golden slam. Making it a golden slam. What a time to be an Australian. What a time for our Australians to stand up. We needed it. Well, I think there was an understanding amongst all of them, Tom, that... Spring had arrived, and in spring, Aussies rip and tear. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yep. They're setting the standard for us to follow. And follow we will. Now, last night was, you know, it was rugby union at, at its unioniest Time slot ever. Like, on a Sunday night, weird fucking... Eight o'clock. Um, I'll just get up something. I don't like... Look, put it this way. It was it was entertaining enough to watch. Yeah. Quade Cooper kicked his fucking dick off. Quade kicked his dick off. Eight from eight. Yeah. And then one on this after the siren to win it, which I was very confident of. Usually, like when I've when you want a team to win, I'm very much like I'm not gonna do anything, I'm not gonna talk about anything until that it's actually like full time and the thing's done. But I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna start making a Quade Cooper celebration post before we've even fucking won it with like twenty minutes to go. And then he hit one after the siren, so I may have even helped that. Oh, you got in early. Mm. Fucking oath you did, mate. Yeah. Because you gotta back your boys. You gotta back your boys. And then Daniel Ricardo of hasn't had a win for fucking years, fame. Gets, gets the, the job done. Out. Love that. Gets the shoey out for McLaren. I think he started second. Uh, and on the grid, Tom. On the grid, and then qualified I, second. Yeah, exactly. So on the second on the yeah. grid. Yeah. Um, only to uh, championship leader Max Verstappen, who he overtook in the first lap, and then just held onto the lead. I think for the rest of the race. It's inspired stuff. Apparently, there was a huge fucking crash. Yeah. 
Apparently there was. With Lewis Hamilton and Vettel, I want to say, but I don't know. Can you find a video of that, Dave? If mm. you, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the crash was huge, like bad huge, where like Hamilton could have been crushed. Oh, fuck. That's what a dribbler sent to me. I didn't watch the race. Well, you take a dribbler with a grain of salt. You, you have to. You have to. Otherwise, you'll find yourself saying things that aren't true. Always take a dribbler with a grain of salt. But it's good to see Denny back. He's had a lean fucking three years. Jesus yeah. Christ. Eddie. Like, he went, to, he went to McLaren with such optimism. Did he go somewhere in between them? He was at... Uh, he, he was, was at, Red at Renault. Bull? He was at Renault. Then went to Renault for like a year? Two years, I think. And, and made then now shitloads of... F1 coin and is now at McLaren. Is, I thought McLaren was a good car in the Well, he's, he's going poorly. So, so his he, teammate's coming third. Okay, so he is just not driving well. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. And he's only been with McLaren recently this year, this right? Year, okay. Yeah. He's had right. a kind of a year. Yeah. I think so that's fair to say. Um, we're now looking at the Hamilton. Who is it? Hamilton Verstappen. Mm. It doesn't look that bad. It looks a bit worse than this one. Oh. Lucky they got the halo, mate. Yeah. Obviously not good, but the dribbler, grain of salt. Thank Christ we took it with a grain of salt, Eddie. The car goes up on top of his. Um, Yeah. It's pretty innocuous stuff. You see more hectic crashes like... In terms of hectic crashes? That was the most disrespectful. That doesn't rate a mention. That's that not was, memorable that at all. That was fucking shit house. He almost got crushed. So take the There's dribbler. There's a halo around the car. Take the dribbler with a grain of salt. You have fucking to. hell. You have to take the dribbler with a grain to. of salt. Eddie, you and I were talking, and look, this is also in part because my sister is obsessed with him. Shout out, Bonnie Birmingham. Uh, to try and, you know, maybe get Danny on the show. Yeah. And in the past, we have always chosen, rather than to reach out directly, because fucking everyone does that, we ask him to reach out to us via an intense guerrilla marketing campaign for the punter and the dribbler. Or even marketing. Well, it's an assault. It's an assault. A respectful assault from the punter and the dribbler. Now, and I think given that he's got the monkey off the back and I don't know, probably goes on an extensive run here, you'd have to think, just based on, you know, eternal Australian optimism, that the time is right to get Danny on for a giggle and a yarn. Yeah. So with that in mind, there will be a campaign started. Uh, I'm obviously dear friends with Daniel. Um, you bumped into Danny while you were... We've lunched. Yeah, yeah. You were pounding rosés in Mykonos. We've lunched. We've brunched in Mykonos uh, up on the tables at Namos having the time of our, of our young lives. I mean, we're pretty similar in age, Daniel and I. And yeah. I mean, he's a great Australian. Obviously, you know, you're drawn to other great Australians when you're abroad, Tom. Yes. And this day at Namos, no different. So we might put that photo up and then from there... Well, this is the way we'll do it. We'll either put the photo up or we'll put this very video up here. The photo will go up because we need to set some the, the, the scene. But maybe the photo is even in this video. But basically what we're asking is, if you want Daniel Ricardo to come on the podcast, just tag him here. We did it with Kurtley Beale. We've done it with Kelly Slater, which is still in the works. I know many people are like, Kelly's not happening. It's still happening. But Danny Ricards, reach out Ricky. Reach out Ricky. Hashtag reach out Ricky. Tag Daniel Ricardo and the hashtag reach out Ricky and let's get this motherfucker on the podcast because that'd be a giggle. It'd be a fucking giggle. 
Because he's a giggler. He's a giggler. He's a, just a good, honest Australian boy. Friends with Marcus Stoinis, who could be another target at some point. It carries weight. It does. It carries gravitas. Yeah. If we go to Marcus Stoinis, go, oh, we've had your mate Daniel Ricciardo on. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? You both WA boys. Or we get Daniel, once we get Daniel on, because that's going to happen, we get Daniel to call out Stoinis. Stoinis. Yeah, yeah. It's a circle of life. Yeah. Um, Sharing's caring. Love that. So well done to Daniel. Um, enjoyed the shoey, bra. That was good stuff. Yep. Um, I will say this. When asked how he felt about it, he asked the, the, the commentator or the, the interviewee if he could swear. The guy's like, nah. And so he just goes, about time. And I was just thinking to myself, that's an opportunity missed. Yeah, you he should have sworn anyway. Sworn anyway and then asked for forgiveness. Yeah. No, but he should have gone, can I swear? And the guy goes, no. And he goes, fuck it. Yeah. About bloody time about, or about fucking, about fucking time, whatever. Time. You know, I just think that was an opportunity. The Kate, is it the Kate McEwen or Kaylee McEwen approach where you just say, fuck yeah, then you go, whoops. Whoops, exactly. Shit. Ask for forgiveness. People don't care. Nah. As long as you ask for forgiveness. Exactly. Repent. People don't really care about swearing <coughs> unless it's, I don't know, like Ricky Stewart in a post-game press conference and then the NRL don't like it. Otherwise, everyone's pretty cool with swearing. I think everyone's pretty cool with it unless you have your knickers in a knot. Unless you're being a salty little bitch, like Ivan Cleary was in the post-game press conference. Apparently they're calling him Ivan Teary. <laughs> I think Matt said that earlier. Or Dior, one of the two. Well, so. I mean, Wayne Bennett, officially his daddy, we, we, did, we were the first to break that. Um, if you don't know, Penrith lost to Souths in the uh, NRL finals on the weekend. Would you call that a boil over? I think you'd call it, well, what is a boil over? Because a boil over, I mean, it was an upset. Is it a boil over? Is a boil over like a close win? Is there, are there hallmarks to the boil over that we don't know? It says here on Wikipedia, uh, just on Google, a boil, over is, a boil over is a surprise result, especially the defeat of a favour in a sporting event, and it is an Australian pronoun. It's a fucking boil over, dude. It's a cut and try, cut and dry boil over. And you know what? So was Manly v v Storm. That was a boil over. Couple of boil overs. Couple of fucking boil overs. (laughs) Knights almost got it over, got it done against the Eels. We'll get to that. That was almost a boil over. It was the weekend for boil overs. It was. Let's start there. Titans almost boiled over the Roosters. Boil overs, dude. It was a boil over a thon. Now, We'll just continue with Parramatta and South for this point and then we can go back to... Penrith and South. Penrith and South and then we can go back to the Friday night boil over. But a boil over we had on Saturday night between the Panthers and the Rabbitohs, the Latrellless Rabbitohs. And basically pre-game, Daddy Wayne Bennett was saying, you know, Parramatta, uh, Penrith illegally blocking the fucking... to protect Nathan Cleary, blah, 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 blah. But he was saying that to the refs. Yeah, to the refs. Privately. He was saying, need you to have a look at this, please, or explain to me your interpretation. Which everyone does. Everyone does. Now, apparently, Ivan leaked that information saying that Wayne, like Wayne's been talking to the referees about fucking our kids. Then Wayne comes out and like fucking, all right, we want to talk about it. Let's talk. Let's talk, baby. Talks about it pre-game. You know, goes on radio and shit, fires it up, gets everyone talking. Like, Wayne doesn't do a whole lot of pregame rev up like that usually where he talks shit. Never. Bunnies come out and do a job. Did more than a fucking job, mate. Like, we said in our post, to be letting go of Reynolds is utter madness. Yep. 
he bitched Nathan Cleary in the fucking halfback stakes on the weekend. Bitched Whether you him. like it or not, he was he was fucking in everything. If Wayne is Ivan's dad, then Adam Reynolds is Nathan's, Nathan's dad. dad. And Wayne granddad to all of them. That's right. I think that's fair. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He was fucking terrific. So good, so hot. And the forwards just really ripped in. They were just it was just a it was just a later platform, Tom? Later fucking platform, Eddie. And now what happens is Penrith go over to the other side of the draw. They're going to beat Parramatta, obviously, this weekend. And then they play the Storm to make it to the grand final, which is beautiful if you're a team called the Manly Seagulls because now all you have to do is beat the Roosters, which will happen because the the Roosters are done. They played like – they almost got boiled over by the Titans, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Then we play the Rabbitohs, who are without Latrell. Sure, they boiled over Panthers, but you can't do back-to-back boilovers. I don't think you can back-to-back boilover. I think history will show that the back-to-back boilover like increasingly rare these days. Yes, it used to happen a little bit more back in the day. Back in the day, before everything was as professional <laughs> as it was, the back-to-back boilover a bit more of a uh, a regularity, but not now. You don't see back-to-back boilovers in the professional era. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Tom and I have always said it, and we'll continue to say it because it's true. Yeah, and, so and we speak truth. You know, congratulations to South Sydney. Um, commiserations to Penrith. I think we can put a line through them. You reckon? I think we do. It'll be crazy. Look, I just want to see... I think we put a line through them. Penrith beat the fuck out of Parramatta, later Parramatta, and then the Storm and Penrith beat the fuck out of each other. So then whoever's going into grand final day is just ragged. Just battered and bruised. Yeah. Like, obviously, Penrith can still beat the Storm, but it's, you're making it tough for yourself. Well... Fuck you, mate. You're making very it tough, tough. <laughs> And if you're Parramatta, you just go, ah, fuck. Like, we because they beat the Storm recently, right? So it's like, oh, well, we're on the side of the Storm. That's all right. But then you get over there and it's like, oh, shit, now we got Penrith over here as well. Like, yeah, yeah, good yeah. fucking luck, dog. But Ivan Cleary, right, coming out in the post-match press conference and crying, sucking. Yeah. Because Wayne fucking did this and Wayne did that. It's like, bruh, you leaked it. Well, and Every he, coach in the comp talks to the refs. Yeah. So do you, bro. And he, but, he, but also he was like saying... Uh, you know, if we can influence the, if we can't talk about the refs after the game, we shouldn't be able to talk about the refs before the game. And you know, he's unfairly influencing the referees. Uh, you know, like it's unfair on them. But then acknowledging that he does it as well, and then Wayne's like, "Bro, you started this." And also, Ivan, are you trying to fucking tell the punter and the dribbler? Are you trying to create the narrative whereby Penrith lost because? The refs were against you? You lost fair and square. The penalty count was 5-4. Yeah, you just lost. What are you talking about? You just lost. And Wayne, though, like, Wayne just played him like a fucking fiddle. Wayne's like, oh, dude, this was easy. You didn't need Wayne Bennett, one of the greatest fiddlers all time. Dude, he is one of the great fiddlers all time. And we're talking fiddler the instrument, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Get your mind out of the gutter. Wayne, one of the great fiddlers all time, played Ivan like a fiddle. Yeah. And Ivan, you know... Not G- the first time he's fiddled a bloke either. No, not, well, certainly not Ivan. He fiddled Ivan pre-game and then he's, had to, he's fiddled him he's again. He's come back for another fiddling. <laughs> Ivan's I- been fiddled near to death. <laughs> I don't know if he can come back after getting fiddled. No. That, like that. that like, like, again, like, you, you want to you wanna see how fiddling's done? Look to Wayne Bennett because that man can fiddle with the best of them. And, and well, he invented fiddling. Ivan, 
Ivan can't handle a good, honest rugby league fiddling. Yeah. You well, not say. many. Like, sometimes you've got to roll over and cop a fiddle. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you have to be the fiddle. You know, you just have to go, I'm some, a fiddle. Some, some, whoop, today I'm a fiddle. Can't help it. And I'm going to get played with. And I'm going to get fiddled by Wayne. But, you know, other times, if you're a good coach, like, I guarantee you that Dez and Craig don't get fiddled. Dez you know has never I mean? been fiddled in his life. Wayne, Dez, Craig, Trent, the big four don't get fiddled. They, don't they get, do fiddle. They fiddling. They fiddle. They'll cop a beaten. Yeah, they can cop a beaten, but they won't cop a fiddling. No way. Not a fucking hope in hell. <laughs> like maybe early in the going, maybe really early in their careers where they're starting out and they're fighting yeah. their feet, like a baby giraffe taking its first steps, steps in the world. Yeah, a few games into a career, you can sure. Cop a maybe you might get a fiddle or two, but. I don't think just off the top of the dome, Tom, I don't reckon the, the big four coaches you've just named, they haven't been fiddled in, what? Decades. Over a decade? Yeah. Minimum? Wayne certainly is in the decades because he's so old. He's been fiddling for, for, for years. Wayne's been fiddling since the fucking 90s, man. Yeah, well, he's a serial offender. Serial fiddler. <laughs> um, but Ivan, that's why Ivan not a big in the big coach conversation because too easy to fiddle. Way too easy to fiddle. You can't put a bloke up on a pedestal who's susceptible to a fiddling. No. And it's as simple as that. And Ivan's showing that more often than not, when the fiddlers come into town, when the, when the big boys are around, he has to play the role of the fiddle and he doesn't like it. No. And that's why you saw him come out crying, trying to fucking blame the refs because they got beaten. And he knows now that they've got to go through... Uh, the storm to, just to make the grand final, They've got to let alone win the, the fucking storm. thing. Like, good luck to you. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Happy fiddling. And Wayne then comes out in the press conference and is like, you leaked the information. Didn't you used to work for the referees? You still got some boys in there, do you? You still got some boys in there leaking shit to you, do you? Fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Yeah. I think fiddle's a wind instrument. I'm not sure. I think no. it is, Tom. It is most certainly not. Fiddler is another name for a violin. Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we knew. We That's knew that. what we were saying. I, did I say wind instrument? I meant string. Yeah, you did. Anyway, Ivan, the son of Wayne, fiddled near to death. And you just, if you're a Penrith fan, you're like, dude, is he now by proxy fiddling our team and our team now like wigged out? Well, can I, can I say this to you, Tom? You're, you're Nathan Cleary. Your old man is Ivan, obviously. You yep. look up to your old man, yep. as all sons do. Yep. How is that going to play on the psyche of a young man who's looking to take his team to the promised land after there has been so much promise in the last two years? Yeah. And see you look dad, over yeah. and you see your dad getting fiddled near to death by... Put on the bitch by... By Wayne. Granddaddy Wayne. How does that make you feel? That's tough. Can you go out there and play with confidence? You've just been put on the bitch by Adam Reynolds. Your dad's been put on the bitch by Wayne. And now you're trying to, like, regain ascendancy, but you're both, like... I mean... You know, you both get home after that game and it's like, ugh, cutler bitches. And I mean, only for this weekend. You know, and I'm not, we're not attacking the Clearies more broadly. No, of course bitch, we're not. You're put on the bitch by South. Nathan's an incredible player. He's, he's the he's, best halfback in the game. He's, he's unbelievable. But, you, you, you know, he didn't necessarily have a bad game. He certainly didn't have a bad game. Reynolds just had a phenomenal game. And then that's, you know, we are... Big supporters of Nathan. We are. But. This is the situation. This is, this is finals footy. We this are in it. Finals we are in a, footy. We are in a situation where the Rabbitohs are without Latrell Mitchell. Now, there'll be some fucking losers out there saying he's not a big loss. 
He is a big loss. Who the fuck's saying that? Oh, there's people saying it, mate. Shout Don't out to Blake Tuff, that. who played very well. Tuff played very well, but you know what I mean? There's that rhetoric out there. Yeah. Shut your mouths, you Dead know what we're talking rhetoric. about. The reality is that the Bunnies, without a fucking strike weapon, did ya. Held you to 10 points. Did now, ya. Now, when you look over the other side of the field and Adam Reynolds is playing his dick off, proving every motherfucker wrong, at least from, you know the board level at the Rabbitohs, that you need to go out there and match it yeah. or better it if you want to get Ws in September. It's as simple as that. Now, people are always like, fucking stop hating on Nathan. I'm like, it's just another big game where Nathan doesn't rise to the occasion. It's as simple as that. It's all I'm pointing out. That's all. That's what happened, Don't fucking kill me for it. Don't shoot me for it. All I'm saying is, when was the last time Nathan, in a finals game, had an Adam Reynolds-like performance no, like that? he did. That's all I'm he saying. He can do it in origin. He can do it in origin, but, you know, you, if your team's going to win the comp, then your halfback's got to rip and he's got to tear. Uh, Simple as that. And it's hard to do when your dad is being played like a fiddle in front of the nation because now your mind is on like, okay, I'm trying to win the comp, but dad literally being played like a fiddle by a fucking 60-year-old, 80-year-old man. In front of millions. In front of millions. What do we do here? Dad literally being fiddled. So <laughs> that's the issue for Penrith, right? How does a son deal with the fiddling of a father? <laughs> Look, it's, it could be a Shakespearean novel. It seems like it's got all the hallmarks of one. And it's playing out that way. Yeah. Only time will tell. Can you recover from a father-son fiddling? fiddling? Time will tell. Time will tell. Now, boil over Friday night. Manly, shock loss to Melbourne. Shock loss. The pundits didn't see it coming. No we didn't see it, it coming. coming. No one saw it coming. Don't pretend like you saw it coming. Obviously, one-eyed pro- provocial, parochial, parochial. parochial fans like Dior Dave pretended like they saw it coming. But yeah. when we came into the live stream on Friday night, Tom, you and I said privately, I, he doesn't look like... He he looks to me like a nervous little boy he was a who nervous, knows his yeah. team's going to get pumped. He was a nervous boy. That's what I saw. Yeah, I saw a nervous boy on, you know, bright lights, just nervous. Shaking in his boots. Shaking like a leaf. He's what like, holy here? shit, we're going to get towed up tonight. This isn't good. For Brand Dior, it's not good for Brand Storm. No. So the boil over happened. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'll say here. Take your licks. I'll start here. I'll start here. Because on this show, we've always encouraged the punter and the dribbler to take their licks. And it starts with us. We've got to set the tone. Got to set the standard. Yep. Uh, Brandon Smith is a motherfucker. Cameron Munster is a motherfucker. Cam Munster, big game player in a big game, had a big game. Harry Grant is a motherfucker. Well, he's the uh, the what do we call him? The hot the hot coastal surfy. He's like a, a small town ten. Yeah, Olam motherfucker. And uh, Pappenhausen, psychologist, motherfucker. What I'm saying is, their motherfuckers stood up and had motherfucking games. That's it. It's as simple as that. Now, on the flip side to that, our motherfuckers did not. They had games that they would probably want to take back. Correct. Just to, you know, call a spade a spade. Did Cherry Evans play his best? No, he didn't. Does he need to if we're going to win the, win the comp? Yes, he Yeah, does. he does. He needs to play like Adam Reynolds for the next three weeks. He knows that, though. He knows that. Morgan Harper, worst game of his career. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay, Morgan. That's okay, Morgan. Because you can't... Look, is Morgan going to have two back-to-back shoppers? No. Shoppers? Absolutely not. He's better than that. He knows he is. Simple. Tommy Turbo, kept quiet. Now, there seemed to be a bit of a game plan, Tom, at least to my eye whereby let's cut Tommy out a little bit because they'll be looking for Tommy. Mm, 
Probably don't cut out the best player in the car. No, I'd say that as a game plan, just give it to him. But, you know, that's that's not for us to, to, to say or to do. That's obviously we have full faith in Dez and the boys. But it just wasn't our night. It was a boil over, an unexpected boil over. They happen. But the best time to have a boil over, Eddie, is when the result doesn't actually even fucking matter because we play again next week. Could I, could I use an analogy, Tom? I'd love you to. The boil over we experienced on the weekend, the one that didn't matter, is like, you know, getting a boil on your neck when all you got to do is stay at home and fucking... Like, maybe you've got a, a week of stuvac and you're just at home and you're studying. But come prom night, do you want a boil on your neck? No, you don't. Exactly. So you get that boil out of the way yes. when you're, you know... When, when you're, you're at home, home studying and no one can see you. Correct. Then you can go to prom, boilless. You go to prom night... Clear skin, boil free, ready to kiss the the the, the love of your life. The love of your life. Uh, you know, oh, can I have this dance with you now? Yeah. I'm boil free. Hello, pretty young lady. Can I have this dance with you, please? Prom king, prom queen, hook up that. Oh, okay. Now, manly okay, beating now the roosters, then we roll into South. We beat them. No boils into the grand final. We win the comp. That's getting home from the prom, going back to her place, and chonging. Yeah, that's right. We have three proms here. We've got one prom, and... As long as everyone's over the age of 18, I think. So this weekend is prom night. The weekend after that is... Hooking up. Hooking up on the dance floor, and then the grand final take her home better. Yeah. That's how we see this coming together. Now, you can't do any of that with a boil on your on your neck, or your face, or your genitals. Well, <laughs> <laughs> anywhere, really. Anywhere, really. So, the, you know, like, it's that, that boil over was really us getting in contact with pilot.com.au and just going, can you send me some discreet packages to clean up the boils? Yeah. Uh, and then we'll rip and tear into finals footy. Yeah, and the boil will be over. Yes. Get it? Boil over. So, I mean, we don't even need to really spend much more time on that Manly game because who gives a fuck? We basically won because now we're over the other side of the draw playing losers. Could you say, Tom, if we're going to play the other side of the argument, yeah. the, other, the other side of the coin, as it were. Yes, the cold side of the pillow. Does Dez, who knows more about rugby league than arguably anyone, yeah. the mad scientist, yeah. does he get down at his computer and... Beep, 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 beep. Punching the models, punching the data, spits out results. Yeah. He knows that Ivan is the son to Wayne and has been fiddled. Yeah, well, he see, yeah Ivan's been fiddled. And he sees the fiddle yeah. happening. yeah. Because Wayne's on radio. Well, there's a fiddle afoot. Yeah, there's a fiddle afoot. <laughs> Des knows there's a fiddle afoot. Yeah. And he's like, whoop, you can put a line through Penrith. And then he works out using his great mind that the easiest way for Manly to progress... Well, to capitalise on a fiddle. Yeah, is to go to the other side of the draw where beaters await. Yeah. And the path to the grand final much clearer, much easier, much simpler... And then we come up against a battered and bruised Storm and or Penrith Panthers. Well, they're, they're, they're basically, they're, um, they're lethargic after just like a good couple of weeks of fiddling. They're just like, oh, fuck, I'm fiddled out here. And you're like, whoops, bad time to be fiddled out, bro. Bad time to be fiddled out. You're up against Manly in the big dance, baby, and we're about to take our prom date home. Whoops, yeah. sorry. And we don't have any boils. We don't have any boils. Clear skin, clear eyes, and hard dicks. Uh, look, at it explain why they're cutting Tommy out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we go to the grand final with a pep in, in our, our step, step with hard schlongs yep. and boilless genitals. And 
to the victor go the spoils, baby. Yeah, so and that's the way I see it. You just out. and like you know some of these fucking like we cop licks and you take licks. It was a boil over. We lost. No one saw the <laughs> loss coming. Right? We've been copping licks all weekend, but these fucking idiots. Like we lose and we're actually in a better position because of the loss. They don't see this shit. No. Oh, you think that's like that we're disappointed with that loss? That's the best loss maybe in a rugby league final series ever. Ever. Could I, could I use an old rugby league adage, Tom? Yes, you can. The punter and the dribbler cannot see the forest from the trees. <laughs> no. Or, and they haven't seen enough winters. No. Even the ones that have seen more than us haven't seen enough. Well, they well because they nipped off to Europe for fucking <laughs> exactly. winter. Exactly. Oh, sorry, dude. You're in Mykonos. Didn't see the winters down here. You went outside in the cold, in the wet, chopping no. wood. Sorry, dude. To stoke the fire, nah. to keep the body warm. Exactly. I mean, you haven't seen enough winners. It's as simple as that. How many frosts you seen, bruh? Fuck all. Fuck all frosts. Because you're living in bloody... Because you're probably from far north Queensland. Yeah. And your team's out of the comp and you're looking to throw shade. Yeah, exactly. Back in your box. 30 degree winters aren't winters, dude. Just because it's the time of the year. Shut the fuck up. Manly win from here. And they do it easy. They do it easy. Second now, gear, third gear. Yeah, so. exactly. Canter. Oh, you ever seen what? Uh, a can is a canter actually? While we're here, Dave, or maybe you'll know Eddie. Is a canter a fast run for a horse, or is that just when they're like cruising? I think they're cruising. Did it in a canter? Yeah, that's what I mean. I've heard that saying, but then I'm like, wait, is a canter when they're running fast? No, I, th I think they're running, but they're not. They're just sprinting. Cruising. Yeah, right. yeah. So it says canter to run fairly fast. It says the canter and gallop are variations on the fastest gait. The canter is a controlled three-beat gait, but the gallop is faster four-beat of the same gait. Yeah, right. So, so it's not galloping. No, so canter is probably the way Usain finished that 100 bang in his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he... Exactly. Unless he was going for the world record, he finished almost all races in a canter. Yes. Now, where you could sit there and you'd be saying, Tom, Eddie, you cunts are dribblers, where are you getting this optimism from? Well, did you watch the Saturday afternoon game? Roosters almost get done by the Titans. Now, I can't remember they off the top have. of the dome who they didn't pass won. it. Patrick Herbert. Patrick ha Herbert. Pat Hands would have done it, brah. Mate, like, that is the first thing you learn when you're playing footy, either rugby league or rugby union. Hands, Hands will do it. it. Okay? Shift the fucking nut through the hands. Let it sing. Dude, you had fucking David Fafita and Corey Thompson outside you. Either Dave Fafita just murders whoever's in front of him and runs over, or as an elite fucking player in the comp, he's just going to hands will do it to fucking Corey Thompson. It was, it was one of the worst plays of the season. I think it was the worst. It might of the be season. the worst play of the season, mate, because it was selfish as well. It was like he wanted the glory. That was all that was. That wasn't like, like obviously you got to back yourself, but that was backing yourself when that was the absolute worst possible thing to do at that point. There was no value to backing yourself there, and obviously you feel sorry for him. It's just a game of footy. Obviously, you know, like it's just. Well, he got white line fever. Bruh, that was the worst play of the season. That was them beating the Roosters, boil over season, into the fucking, into the next round. Obviously, it would have only been one more game because you played Manly, but boil over was there and you fucked it. But it's good for us because the Roosters played like shit. They're not in good form. But that's, there's no other way to spin it. The Titans lost that game yeah. because of a bad case of white line fever. Yeah. Corey Thompson at the end was not happy. No, Dave TV's gone. Yeah, the game's over. Oh, is there another game on? Uh, not yeah. until 10.15 oh, that yeah. they're showing care, but I'm Am I two from two out. in my NFL bets no, no, this no, week? No, 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 It's on tonight. It's on, in, it's on in an hour. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm two from two. No, you're not. 
How am I not? Because you've only had one bet. Uh, that game we were on. No, we weren't. Weren't we? No, we were on the Rams. Oh, that was Saints. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I was confused by Saints and Rams. Um, so we've only had one game so far this weekend? Yeah. No, we two. There was one on Friday, our time. And I mean, just game. ones that we bet on from. We do the Thursday night game, which is Friday morning. We do the Sunday night game, which is Monday morning. Or like yeah, Monday yeah, yeah, at 10 yeah. a.m. And then we do the Monday night game, which is Tuesday morning. Okay, six. We six, do the six. night games. Lol. Notch just sent us that. <laughs> it's a sign. Might even just get that up soon, Ed. Um, so, yeah, look. Titans fucked that up. Patrick Herbert fucked that up. That game, though, good game. The finals, apart from the Friday night boil over, have been some motherfucking games at rugby league finals footy. Oh, fucking Flanders is ruining the game. It's oh, so shit. No, uh, your team sucks. Did you look over the fence at AFL? Grand final qualifiers, both teams won by about 100 points each. Yeah. Blowout central. Oh, but fucking rugby league's not close anymore. Blowout. Shut the fuck up. That Sunday afternoon game... Panrith, uh, Parramatta Eels versus bloody the Knights was unbelievable Sunday afternoon football. Yep. I was fucking loving it. Brown Park, Rockhampton, thank you very much. Thank you. The Knights looked like they were going to do it as well at one point against S- Parramatta. Sign me up every day of the week. That was good footy. I yep. fucking love that. It was tough, uncompromising. Everyone's completing their sets. The ref, unlike the ref in the rugby union, goes, you know what? I'm not here to fucking steal the show. I'm going to keep the whistle in the pocket. I think it was like 5-4, uh, like 5-3 or 5-4. Not many penalties. No. Unlike in the rugby union. Bro, that uh, rugby 20, union ref. Uh, 29 penalties, I think there were. 29. It's not about you, cuz. Dude, he was a fucking dead shit. Go Kansas City, my team. The, rug, the, the ref in the rugby union was the epitome of someone who just loved the sound of their own voice, high on their own supply. He was just a pommy fucking loser. It also sounded like every time he was crossing to the video ref, it sounded like he was crossing to himself, like he was also in the bunker. Like, yeah. it was exactly the type of thing that that guy would do. It's mate, like, no, I am it. the bunker as well. As, like, I was watching it with Tim and he goes, mate, like, no wonder the common man has gone away from a rugby union. He's like, you need a fucking doctorate to understand any of these calls. 100%. And like what? What is going on here? But like, and not just, not just, not just penalties. But going to the video ref, like he went to the video ref so fucking often, where you're just like, dude, make a call, you weak chin bitch. <laughs> Have a go. Have a crack. Have a crack. People respect you more for it, but that's not what happened in the rugby league. No. on Sunday afternoon, none of that happened. There was a penalty try at the end, which was a penalty try. That was a penalty try every day of the week. But outside of that... But like, the thing they were pissed off about, the, the Knight fans, the Knights fans, was the Gutho, they're saying he dropped the ball into a can kick. I, can I read something yes, out? Yes, because there is a rule that... Can I read something out? Punters and dribblers, here we go. I'm just getting it up on my phone and Tom and I can then discuss it. So, the same thing happened back in the day when, uh, with a Slater incident in a game that I can't remember. It was against Brisbane Broncos. But the explanation that back then can be applied now. This is the explanation from then-referee's boss Bernard Sutton on Slater's drop kick, which led to a try. This is in quotations. For this to be a drop kick, the ball must be intentionally released from the hands and then kicked immediately after it rebounds from the ground. 
It is important to note that a drop kick can occur at any time during a match and does not have to be an attempt at a field goal. So basically what they're saying is you can drop kick it as long as your intention is to kick the ball. That's crazy though because I wonder whether – I mean, I, obviously there's probably not that great of value to it other than just going for drop goal. But I, like, I don't like it as a rule personally. Well, no, I think it's kind of stupid because there's no way that he was intentionally trying to drop goal – drop kick that. No, I don't think so. No, so that's why the Knights are pissed off because that wasn't a drop – that wasn't an intentional but drop the, kick. But the intention's not to – it's just to kick it. But you've got to be – Oh, so the intention's just got to be to kick the ball, not well, to... Well, because... You, no, the intention's got to be to drop kick But it. how can you prove that? I would say, well, okay, it's difficult to it, prove, but the fact is that no no rugby league player drop kicks outside of going for a drop goal. That's how you prove that. For this to be a drop kick, the ball must be intentionally released from the hands and then kicked immediately when after it rebounds from the ground. So it's not saying you even have to intentionally kick... You, you don't have to be intentionally all, all trying to do a to, drop all kick. All that has to happen is you have to be intentionally looking to kick it. Right. Okay. Well, that's crazy. That's a crazy I think it's a stupid rule. fucking rule. It's I was screaming rule. at the TV going, why aren't we talking about the fact that this is clearly a knock-on? Another question, just, just we'll get back to this, but what do you think about when you charge down a drop kick? I, don't, it should be I, don't, think, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it should so. be either. I don't think so. I think it should be whatever tackle that set was on. Yeah. Personally. Because like a dro- charging down a drop goal is a, f- is a massive play where the drop, like it just, it doesn't seem like it deserves a six again for the opposition. Was that Nathan Brown that fucking charged it down and they, the night school? Oh, the one I was thinking of was... the Eels had him on the ropes. No, the one I was thinking of was from the Roosters when they charged down the Titans. Someone from the Titans charged down a Roosters drop goal. Um, and then the Roosters got six again. And I think basically just potted one not long after that. But it was just one of those ones where um, you're like, fuck, that was a great charge down and a great play. I don't know if that deserved to be then like almost punished with a six again. Um Either way, that drop goal, that drop kick rule is a load of shit. But unfortunately for Knights fans, it is a rule. Sorry, Parrot. Yeah, unfortunately for Knights fans, it is a rule. It's a dumb rule. They had a fucking, a they had a fucking crack. The Knights. They did. They turned up and had a proper red hot crack, which I respect the shit out of them for. Yeah. Because they could have just easily rolled over and been like, "Yeah, we're shit. We're just gonna, you know." But no, they they came out. They came out swinging, and Kalen Ponga basically came out swinging. Ponga was like, I'll do whatever I can here. But I can't tell you how much I enjoyed Sunday afternoon footy, finals footy at a suburban ground, Brown Park, Rockhampton. There's just so much spirit to it. Yep. To the point where I'm like, I don't think I can go back to the big stadiums. Like I just Oh, a packed big stadium. Of course. But it's if unless it's absolutely heaven, keep it suburban, bro. Keep it burbed. Keep it burbed. Keep it's, it it's in just the good stuff. I just love it. I absolutely love it. So next weekend, Eddie, we have... Friday night. Friday night, 6pm or 6.30, I think it's early. Manly, I don't know why. I don't think that'd be right. I saw it yesterday and I was like, that seems like a way too early time. Google it, Dave. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's 6.30, Manly v the Roosters. 6.30? Yeah. And then Saturday again is a six-ish sort of game as well. Panthers v Eels. That's a huge motherfucker as well. Yeah, dude, yeah. that couldn't be right. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, still, I mean, an hour fucking an hour twenty pregame coverage is a bit indulgent, is it? Not when the punter and the dribbler are. I'm happy for it. I'll watch it, but fuck, 
They're just getting those ads in, bro. Rugby league, the winner, mate. Well, I think the advertisers are the winner. Uh, yeah, but rugby league content's good for content. all. Well, it's good for all. That's right. Uh, but I think Manly win. Manly are heavy favourites. And Dollar then, thirty odd. And so got to turn up and rip. Into and Panthers to win, and then they're good games. They like obviously Roosters and Manly have got a shitload of history. Both fucking dislike each other. Then you got the Battle of the West, Penrith versus Parramatta again. The Westies come together. See who can be king of the West. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. If Parramatta can get through Penrith after and beating the Storm twice like, well, this year. What do you mean? That'll, that'll be the second time they've beaten Penrith. Yeah, they've beaten the Storm twice this year. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get through Penrith after, you know, Nathan saw his old man get fiddled to death. Ivan knew that his son watched him get fiddled to death. Hard to fucking look your son in the eye. It's hard to look your son in the eye after that. Then... Like, you know, Parramatta turn up, play the game of their lives. Mitch Moses rips. Imagine, they shock them, and then they go into Melbourne going, we beat you twice this year, bro. Imagine that. Imagine Parra making the grand final. Against Manly. Oh Holy shit. God, dude. That I, would be fucked up. I, there's a part, like, what would you prefer? Manly to make the grand final, play Parramatta and lose, mm. or Manly not to make the grand final? Mainly not to make the grand yeah, final. Same. I couldn't fucking. I couldn't handle that'd it. That'd bury us. Yeah, I we'd, have to, we'd have to cancel the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough, dude. Man, losing a Parramatta in the grand final. Could we go be, on? I don't know, bro. That'd be real. We'd hard. have to go on. Well, of course we'd have to go on, but, but I don't it'd be know. Hard to it'd go be on. hard. It'd be hard to go on. I don't know how we'd go on. It'd Could be we diff- go on? It'd be difficult to go on. Should we go on? That's the questions that everyone starts to ask, right? People, and then people would be like, well, you fucking, this is what you get. Yeah, fucking This is what you get. I'd have to mute that Parramatta dribbler again, who is just... i tell you what, though, it'd break box office records, oh, that yeah. live stream. No doubt. It'd break all the records. It'd break all of the them. The records would be broken, they'd be shattered. Yeah. There'd be no records left to break. That's right. And you guarantee we'd be live streaming it. But Manly would win it, so that's okay. Now, there's a couple other stories in Rugby League, Eddie, that we have to get to before we wrap Rugby League. So, with your permission, I'd like to throw a couple out there. Do I have uh, your permission? You do have my permission. Okay, good. Now, Josh. Permission granted. Josh Dugan of Rugby League Scallywag fame has officially announced his retirement from the NRL. So, he was sacked by the Sharks uh, with, you know, a couple of months to run on his contract. It ran out this year anyway, but he was sacked because he broke COVID going to. Uh, your thalm or your thul or whatever the fuck. Yep, your thalm. To go and fucking look feed after, horses. Feed, feed horses at three in the morning. Um, but Josh has said that he is retiring. He was on 900 grand a year, I think, Dave. Do you all that? Mm-hmm. He's retiring from the NRL because he can't afford to pay the fines he's getting. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. I'm walking away from the game. He can't afford to pay the fines. He's like, How a- much has he been fined? I don't know, Dave. That's also for you to look up. But there's a catch-22 here that I'm just trying to work out if Josh isn't quite understanding, if this is indeed the case, that if you don't do dumb shit, you won't get fined. Because many other players are able to get through the game of rugby league and get through their careers without and, and manage to afford fines. But Josh the way you do it is don't get fined. Josh isn't saying that, though. He's saying I'm a man that can't give in, that always gives in to temptation. Yeah. I can't help it. So he's just like, listen. I have a problem. You have to find me less. Look, and like, let's let's just be, he, he's obviously sat down with the NRL and said, I, 
I need to be brutally honest with you. I can't look you in the eyes with a, with a straight face and promise that I won't fuck up. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Not when the off-season's just started. Listen, dude, sorry. I mean, did it, did it seem at all like it was, you know, overwhelmingly necessary for me to drive to Yatholm in a pandemic lockdown to go feed horses at three in the morning? Maybe not to you guys it didn't seem necessary, but to me, I had to do it. Had to be done. There was so animals that needed feed. They were hungry, hungry ponies out there. Yeah. And I had to drive the four hours from Sydney. With my mates. With my mates. Go feed them. And it's as simple as that. Now, with that in mind and with the rugby league offseason just starting to get into its work, he's just gone, I can't be trusted. Do you think maybe he's retiring just for the offseason? Could this be like a veteran move from him going, I'm retired. Now, can't find you me. can't find me during the off-season and then I'm back pre-season with a new club. Whoever needs me, West Tigers. Needs, yeah, they'll well, throw a million at they'll him. They'll throw a million at him. Why wouldn't they? It's actually, if that is his plan, he, he buys himself, you know, four honest months to rip and tear yeah. at leisure. Break every fucking rule you want. Doesn't fucking matter. Get He'll it out of his system. I mean, obviously the New South Wales police and stuff may well issue their well, own they, they may have their own fines. But the way it's shaping up won't be an issue in a month's time anyway. Often rugby league much harsher with their fines than any other body you've ever seen. Trent Robinson fined more than Rio Tinto for blowing up that 40,000-year-old Indigenous cave, as we know. Think about that. Trent fined more than Rio Tinto was. Think about that. So, so the government... The government and by extension, the police can't hold anyone to account. Well, they don't. Certainly, if Josh is like, I can't afford rugby league fines, but I probably can afford government and like police fines. Couple so of grand, who cares? Let me just fucking retire from rugby league for the summer, get a couple of fines. How much has he been fined? So he's been fined $50,000 for the second time. More than Rio Tinto. Yeah, for the second time in like two months or something. Right, so, um, so for, for fucking breaking lockdown twice, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he, he was on a $950,000 a year contract. They're saying because of this termination, he's going to miss out on about 120k of that. So that's almost like a $220,000 Do you reckon you pay the fine pre-tax or post-tax? Because it's going to the NRL. So, yeah, as in so to be taken out before it goes to you. Yeah, I Hope wonder. That would be You'd better. You'd fucking hope so. Hope otherwise, so. you're getting rinsed. Yeah, otherwise, you're getting absolutely Because he's probably like... Out of his 1.2, he's probably walking away with six, 700. He's not getting... No. He's not with 950, right? He's got, not getting 950 in cash. No, no, of course not. Getting half that. Or a bit over half. So, I mean, maybe a player like him needs to be on maximum contract because he's getting fined so often. Yes. Maybe that was built into the contract as well. Listen, obviously, like I've got I've got KPIs to hit in terms of fines, so that I don't actually see the money. <laughs> yeah, there's I, I like part of the deal with the sharks here is that I don't see most of this. So you Look, have to understand. On paper, I'm on nine fifty, and you say to yourself, "That's a lot of money for a fucking bloke who doesn't play fullback. He plays a bit of centre." And is injured. And is injured 95% of the time. That's a lot of money, but that's not what I take home. No. I take home is... It's about 120, 130. About 120, 130, <laughs> depending on the, the week, the year I've had. Yeah. I've got, I've got uh, atrocities to meet <laughs> and lockdowns to break. So, you know. Yeah. And ponies to feed. Ponies to feed. So, with that in mind, 
it, maybe it is a smart call because he's like, listen, I take home 150. These other fines are starting to mount up. I'm, I'm fucking... Before I know it, I'm basically <laughs> bankrupt. <laughs> he's getting 20 grand a year at this point. So That's not enough for a bloke of his ilk. Especially not a ripper and tearer and ones that we celebrate. So, Well, we know how much ripping and tearing costs. It's it not costs, cheap. It, ripping and tearing is a full-time gig. Dave, how old is Josh Dugan? He's 31. Okay, so he's still got miles in the legs. He's still got ripping to do. He's still got tearing to tear. Do you, so does he, does he take off... Is he on a sabbatical? I and, think then he, and then he goes over and gets some of that European crumpet. He either gets the crumpet, crumpet cash or he gets, you know, coin from Tiger Town. They have millions of dollars. They're apparently also looking to shot sign the sheriff, Adam Elliott, who we are, again, we're waiting on confirmation that his hog was also deregistered by the, the Bulldogs, but certainly no Adam... No word on that yet. No, they're only talking about Adam at this point. Adam let go of other dogs. The penis... Uh, still, as far as we know, signed to the dogs. But the Tigers looking for Adam Elliott. The Tigers should be looking for Josh Dugan. Just go, mate. All right, you just got to come a week before the season. Well, there's no one else to sign. No. Well, even when there was, they're not going there. They're going, no, thank you. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there's no one that's willing to go there. Also, Buzz Rothfield of Mayonnaise fame, who should really be releasing his own mayonnaise if he had any fucking marketing smarts he dropped a, a, like a throwback article this week I'm pretty sure it's him where Madge McGuire in 2018 rejected the Seagulls coaching job because he didn't like Trent Barrett was being a sookie you know saying like all oh, the facilities are shit da, da, da. they offered the job to Madge and Madge was like come out publicly and I've officially rejected the offer from Manly for the coaching job it's like you idiot you right there, mate? Yeah, I am. Just a quick yawn. Madge, what the fuck are you doing? What, thank you think Christ. That's a sliding doors moment. You go, thank fuck. Well, thank God, yeah. But that's an interesting one from Madge. Is he going to get sacked? Well, I think players and shit are coming out to say, like, they're fucking, they're pro-Madge. Like, I think... Is that in their contracts? What? Suck off the coach? You must. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. You could just say nothing. Because saying nothing is a is a non-endorsement. No, I understand that, but maybe contractually they're obligated to support the coach publicly. Is it that's the only time. way he'll sign players is like, you have to publicly suck me. Yes, from time to time. Well, I don't know. Some, maybe. I don't know, Eddie. That's the truth of the matter. Shane Flanagan also came out and said, I've, I haven't been approached. So the Tigers clearly don't care about getting... Like, if you were trying to get anyone, you'd be going for him. How has Shane Flanagan not been approached by anyone? I don't know. With his record... It's crazy. Look, town. obviously he has, you know, had some some scandal following. Yeah, but that's just because he's one, one of the coaches that's been caught. Every coach has scandal. You just don't know about it. And if you don't have scandal, you're probably a shit coach. I think so. But maybe their concern lies around the fact that he was caught and that, the you know, the really elite guys... Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Well, Craig got caught. And bounced back. And bounced back. Dez got caught to a degree with the dogs. Except I don't think he got caught raw in the salary cap, but like he back-ended the fuck out of deals and, you know. Not the same thing. No, but you know what I'm saying. Good coaches get Let's caught. It's just cap management. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, that's... Uh, but to be honest, Tom, in terms of off-season scandal, the boys have had, you know, seven days now to get into their work. Yep. Not a whole lot coming out yet. Nothing really. 
It's been pretty fucking well maintained. They're all in Queensland, you know, just fucking ripping and tearing. You see it on socials. That's what I mean. They're yeah. in Queensland. But like, if you're a rugby league player, you're like, all right, the season's over. Do you want to go back to New South Wales uh, or Victoria? You're like, well, not Victoria, fucking Melbourne. You just go, ah, uh, no. No, thanks. My family's up here. I ain't leaving. Yeah, I think we'll hang out here for a few months. I'm not leaving. Until this place gets locked down, I'm not going fucking anywhere. There's no point fucking going back to New South Wales. Fuck that. Why would you go back to New South Wales? Well, not until October. You'd be staying up there till October. At least. At the very least. If you know how to play smart eyes up footy. Yep. Now, Eddie, I don't have anything else rugby league related. There was the Ashton Sims. Sorry, the... That's his name? Tariq Sims. Linked with the Roosters. Is he linked with the Roosters? Yeah, but the Roosters deny it, I think. But no. that ain't a bad signing. It's a good signing for them. For That's him as well. It's a great signing for them. For him as well. Like, oh, sorry, I get to leave the Dragons and go to the fucking Roosters? Yes, please. Okay, thank you. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. So not linked with Manly? No, not yet. But possibly. Well, I don't think so. We've got back rowers coming out of our fucking pee holes. We do. That's what I say it wouldn't take him, Eddie. But we are losing Curtis. We are losing Curtis, but then we've got Ethan Bullymore from Broncos, but he's maybe more a front rower. Look, I don't know. Don't ask me to go deep. Don't ask me to go deep. Not on Monday. Right up. All right. Let's dribble. Let's do it. Hey, uh, Tom, Eddie, and the... uh the old piss ants, um, Jacob here in, of uh, In Denial Dragons DMC fan fame. A quick story, uh, a few years ago at a pub I do not remember the name of, I was uh, aggressively dismissed by a manly legend, Jeff Tuvey of uh, Investigation fame. It was downright, mate, fucking rude and a great example of the generational uh, boy band syndrome in the manly Warringah club. Uh, I'll go to that saying, lads. I wanted to know what's your uh, best story of being brushed or being uh, fucked off by a public figure or a sports person. It could be on or off, off of the piss or on the piss, you know. But yeah, just a quick question. And um, Dragons wins never. Tommy T, jealousy forever. And uh, fuck the three of you. Uh, talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks, mate. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. I have a story. Go. I was at a like a warehouse party. I don't know why. In uh, like Brookvale area, I was with Streety actually, um, and uh, we were super, we were fucking pissed, and he took a joint, and we got like pretty pwned. Yeah, and I was like pretty fucking messy, <laughs> <laughs> and we went down to um, we went down to the Corsa, and we're walking along, and I was like, oh fuck, there's Cherry Evans, and Ella was like, seeing that I'm fucking. Like a bit fragile. Yeah, not given the, best. the state I was yeah, in. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, Oh, Cherry Evans, my boyfriend's obsessed with you, like Colin Salo <laughs> and shit. And I'm like, Oh my God. Just wanted to crawl into a hole. I'm like, How <laughs> dare you? You know what state I'm in? And he looks over and he's like, And they just look, kept walking. Like, <laughs> completely brushed me. Fair call from him. Yeah. That's Eyes Up Footy from DCE. It was Eyes Up Footy. He's like, There's a dribbler yeah, who's in fuck. a fucking. That kind of a state. I got brushed by Heath Ledger once. RIP Heath. Um, I was about 16. And for whatever reason, I can't remember, it was one of those like Wave Aid music sort of fucking concerts and I was backstage. And I don't know how, but I was. And Heath walked past. And I was like, Oi, Heath, how you going? And he just looked at me and kept walking. And I was like, oh, fuck. 
that hurt. That hurt me, Heath. I'm 16. But other than that, I don't think I've had any more. And now I don't yell out. I wouldn't yell out to anyone fucking famous. I'd feel like a poon dog. I got... I also got brushed by the penis Matt Shervington in the Mossman Chookers like 10 years ago. <laughs> I was in a line and like... You can't be brushing people, Shervo. And like we were sitting there and I looked up and I noticed he was next to me. I'm like, oh, g'day, Matt. And I'm, yeah, like, he just sort of like... He didn't even look at you? No, I think he just clicked his order and Bro, off he went. Listen, obviously you never know what's going on in the life of, uh, you know, uh, a huge, huge cock like Matt Shervington... And why he may have just not been in a good mood. And he well, but I just uh, you can't brush people, dude. In defence of Matt, the penis takes up so much blood that he half may not the time he be... just walks around like a zombie. Well, unless you <laughs> fucking went down and said g'day directly to his crutch, maybe he can't even hear you. Maybe his hearing is in his dick. Possibly. Look, it is what it is. I've moved on. Yeah, I've also been brushed semi uh, by Brad Fittler. And that was when I was working at Triple M and I had to go downstairs to get him to like bring him up to be on the show, whatever fucking show I was producing. And he just walked in the elevator and I'm like, g'day, mate. And he just goes, eh, and just stood there on his phone <laughs> the entire time we're up the lift, like just playing on his phone and then just walked out. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll come this way. Like, and just didn't say a word to me and then just walked there and then went in and then went in was like all fucking friendly. I was like, oh, that hurt. That hurt me, Fred. He didn't like your uh, demeanor. I mean, I fucking didn't say anything. So, and look, I'm not. That's not me making a broader statement about Freddie the man. But Freddie the man in that moment brushed the fuck out of me. So thank you for that, Brad. I've been brushed by Green Day's security and by Natalie Portman. Well, Green Day security not a thing, but Natalie Portman certainly. Well, You've been yeah. brushed to fuck by Natalie Portman. weren't you on a walk? Nah, we were sitting at a beach smoking a joint and my mate asked for a photo and it was actually her husband who did was you like, nah, bruh. Well, did you stink of weed? Because again, like Maybe. that's normal. That's not like, that's more Natalie going, you know what? Like, no, I'm not going to take a photo with these random stoners. Our mate Jarch got brushed by Borat in fucking, Ooh. in Woolworths. Yeah, he got brushed He got brushed go. hard in Woolworths. Didn't he, like, G himself up to go say something? I think he literally just walked past and said, G'day, like, fucking Sasha, how you going? And he just looked at him and looked straight back down, which is, again, can't move. Can't move. Anyway. Hey. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Let's be honest. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Stats Pundits man. and Stats And while we're deep into Doc God's winter game in September... Soon it'll be October in the grim time of year when we're between codes and impatiently waiting for God's summer game. So here's one of those quirky cricket stats for you. Australia has had 460 players over the years represent us at test level. And out of all of those, the highest score by a batsman on debut is 165. Many players have come close to beating this. We've had 20 have made a century on debut, including Michael Clarke and Mark Waugh. But the reason why this particular stat is significant is that this score was made by Charles Bannerman in the very first test in 1877. Cricket has got to be the only game in the world which has a record that has stood unbeaten for 144 years. Be soon. Holy shit! <laughs> you got to love that. You've got to love that. And from the stats, man. 
He's good. He's great. That's a stat you can take home to fucking... Mate, send that stat around. The in-laws. Holy shit. Send that stat around. If you are meeting your girlfriend's old man for the first time... Or mum. could or be. Mom. She could love her cricket as well. One of the one of the, like one of the parents of your partner. Probably more likely the old man, just if you're a numbers operator. Drop that stat. Yep. And watch the watch, ice melt away. Yeah, watch him basically ask you to marry his daughter. On Go, the spot. This is a guy I can sit on the couch with. Watch him say, do you want to go outside? I'll get us a couple of beers and we'll turn a few snags. Well, you can turn them. You can turn the snags. Here, I'll let you turn them. Here are the tongs. Yeah. No one else is allowed to use my Weber except no, me. Except me. And now you. Here are my tongs. Because of that stat. You turn the snags and yep. listen, you can stay over. Yeah. And you can sh- sleep in the same bed. That's allowed. You don't have to sleep on the floor. And look, you don't have to keep it down. You know what? House is yours. We'll, we'll, we'll take the night off. We're going to head out. We might sleep in the car. <laughs> this house is yours for the night. We'll sleep in the car. House is yours. Here are the keys to my car if you want to go out. Mm. We'll be, we'll, you know what, we'll, uh, what, where, what would you like us to do? I want to leave. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Do we just go get a shitty motel at your thumb? It's up to you. You decide. But what we are saying is with a stat like that, the keys are yours. Uh, phenomenal. Statsman, as always. G'day, punters and dribblers. Uh, it's the hotline on the forearm uh, dribbler here. Just caught up about Ironside's um, dribble last week about your piss next to. I don't piss next to the great Freddie Fittler uh, at the star one night on awards night. And, um, yeah, woke up the next morning just with a proper dribble hangover. Just the only thing I really think worked in my favour was the fact there's no way he would have been able to tell what the fuck I was talking about. But just on that as well, uh, Mrs. 21st, a few years back, I had a piss next to me, Mrs. Uh, old Man, very uncomfortable. Um, I'm not usually a shy guy, but just couldn't piss to the life of me. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, thanks, boys. Uh, be as soon. Uh, Manly 13 plus. Go the Frenchman. Kent to Louis. That has to be a nightmare scenario, right? Pissing next to the father-in-law. But not, no, and no, having no, stage no. fright. But not having... He can't piss. Sorry, that's what I mean though, right? Getting stage fright next to the father-in-law. Like, and having to almost summon every bit of internal strength just to be like... And just try and squeeze that fucker out. But also... But then, is, but is also that more him, beta? But also him noticing that you're not pissing and then he's like, what's wrong, mate? And you're yes. Like, oh, I can't I go because I'm standing, next, I'm standing to you, next to you. And you've got a big one. Yeah, sorry. Your reputation precedes you, uh, father-in-law, to be potentially. But, like, is it... It'd be more beta to it's try... It's like a golf club out here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Measuring the weight of it. Um, is it more beta to try and force the piss out and it just like dribble out as opposed to just owning the fact that like you just can't get it. It's just not coming right now. What's more beta? What's more beta? You walk in, the old man sees you come in, you got two decisions. Do you go to the trough if you're this bloke and potentially get stage fright yeah. or do you go to the cubicle and become just, a cubicle guy? Well, you'd have to go to the cubicle and shit. You'd have to force a poo. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because you can't go to the cubicle... And leave the and, door open. And, well, but you also... Definitely not. And also hear the sound of piss coming from there because then it's like, oh, beater behind the door. But, like, if you don't poo, he knows. You're just sitting down to wee. <laughs> well, it depends how long his stream goes for. 
Well, that's true. Dad could leave the room. Yeah. So it could just be a nice little like, fuck this. I'm just going in there. I'm not dealing with dad. But just go sit on the dunny like Tom did at the Bailey nightclub. That's it, right? Go sit in there for like 30, 40 minutes and just like contemplate your life. A poo will eventually come, I tell you. You sit on a toilet for long enough, you will shit. But not that that's your express goal when you're in a Balinese nightclub by yourself. It's just more that you, uh, you know, don't know how to talk to women. And <laughs> your mate has picked up an Estonian 10, like three minutes into walking in there and has left you to your own devices. <laughs> now, can't be angry at him because he also took me in from the shelter as I got dumped two weeks before a holiday and allowed me to crash his one but i do also think there is probably some sort of moral obligation to look after a man who's overdressed in a very hot climate in a fucking packed balinese nightclub who doesn't know how to talk to women and now spending the night sitting on a toilet by himself brings the drink in though because he's obviously needs to drown his sorrows but you know he's got people pissing and shitting around him and he's just sitting in there breathing it all in because he can't smell he can't smell but he knows he knows but he doesn't know does he he doesn't really so you could do that <laughs> All right, uh, on we go. <laughs> hey, lads, Yui uh, Boom Dribbler here. Um, look, fellas, at this time of the year, obviously uh, the Cowboys not doing so great, uh, Cowboys being my team of choice in the NRL. Um, I've come up with a little idea since I have chucked, uh, let's just say, a few hundred on Manly to win the comp um, after doing a bit of analysis over the teams in the NRL. <laughs> Leads me to this point. After putting that uh, bit of coin on Manly, I'm uh, prepared to say, if Manly win the comp, I will get a tattoo on my ankle of the Manly Seagull, and that's a promise. So, and plus my bank, my back pocket will be looking uh, a bit juicy too. So, uh, thanks, lads. Sweet. I'm happy with that. Obviously, you know, we've had a few tattoos promised to us uh, over the, the, the our time, Eddie. We've had, there was a guy at the live show who said he was going to get punters and dribblers tattooed on his foot. Never seen the tattoo. Now, that could be lockdown related or it could be that that gentleman pulled uh, pulled out. I think it was for a baggy green. He was like, if I, can get, if I get punters and dribblers tattooed on me, what, can I get a baggy green? I was like, yeah, sure. Didn't happen. Uh, then there was also the dude who said, if Parramatta, there was like someone, there was like a game at the start of the year where it was like, if the Broncos beat, Parramatta or they, if the Broncos have a win in this game, then I'll get fucking something tattooed. Didn't happen. So listen, I'm open for the tattooed yarn, but they don't follow through. Rarely do they Rarely do they follow through. Even the dude who got a baggy green, Jake or Jack, he's dropped off the face of planet Earth, doesn't interact with us anymore. He's a baggy green member. Apparently got the logo tattooed on his thigh, but again, we haven't seen it in 2021. I don't think we saw it in 2020. No, but you know what I mean? Like, he's just disappeared. He's gone. I hope you're well, bruh. I hope you're well. But, but you are MIA. Yeah. Tom, Eddie, dear Dave, punters and dribblers. Just a quick one for you. Um, so I was just showing my sister how to make a cornflake cookie. And she goes to me, who's that girl next to that guy? And I said, that's his missus. She turns around and says to me, well, I thought that was his daughter. Now, he's basically calling, she is basically calling Eddie old. So, Eddie, 
need to say it, um, to say something disrespectful to something just fucking shelter and look how disrespectful is that? Uh, thanks, boys. That took an unlikely turn. <laughs> that did take it. I didn't see that one coming. I thought like, oh, fuck, he's punching or some sort of bullshit, but like... Uh, so he's saying that what the video where you did the cornflake cookie mm. tutorial with Ella. I looked that much older than her. I mean, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> That's a tough one on a Monday morning. On a Monday morning. To be getting that thrown at you. G'day, Tom and Eddie and Dior Dave. Um, I've got a red hot stat for you. Tom Trebojevic has never, ever won a finals footy game. Take that. Okay. Not for long, about five days. Yeah, so don't that worry about that. That stat means nothing. Shit stat, shit bloke. Shit stat. Shit dribble. Hey, boys. Uh, Kickboxing dribbler here. Fellas, so I was, like, sorting out the, um, you know, like, your cheese and dip sort of ordeal for Father's Day the other day. And there's been a massive movement into the messy cheese platter. And I just don't understand it. What happened to the tried and tested, you know, tried and tested, sectioned off, like four bits, sectioned off, cheese board, you know? You got your olives in one. You got your dip in one. You got your oysters in one. You got your chips in one. Nowadays, it's just ridiculous, dude. Yeah, you, you finish your chips and dip and then realise that there was a fucking almond-covered... Uh, a chocolate-covered almond at the end of the show. And you're just plain and simple disappointed, dude. I don't know what this movement is, but I'm not for it. I'm not for it whatsoever. Anyway, boys, I just want to know what is... Your tried and tested cheese board array. Anyway, kickboxing dribbler out. Thanks, fellas. You wonder why it's called the dribbler hotline. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Uh, Well said, Eddie. Like, let me try and unpack this. Are you, like, cheese boards now... Uh, is he saying that he's not happy with the big board with everything on it? I think he's and not. Does he want to hark back to the day where there was chips in a bowl and frankfurts yeah, in a bowl? Yeah, I think he's the organised, the organised, like the organised platter is a thing of the past. It's now a bit more of a like, it's now like an artwork, and there's like a pile of something here and a bit more over there, and it's like. Yes. Which I prefer, to be honest. I quite like it. I think this guy's a bit more of like a... He sounds to me like a bit more of an Excel, like everything needs to make sense. Well, I think he's going back to what predated the cheese board, which was like the party pies and the sausage rolls and the frankfurts yeah. and the chips a and platter. the lollies, everything in bowls or plates. Yes. Individualised. I don't hate the way that it's gone, personally. Uh, I really like those biscuits with like, you know... Like fig or fucking apricot and like, into the biscuit. Yes, yes. You dude. know the biscuits we're talking about. I know them. Do we call them a biscuit or are they a cracker? They're like, like a, a cracker. They're like they're quite expensive, which they is a bit are, of a downer. Bro, but they're they f- fucking are. Expensive. And I tell you what, you but can, if we're building our dream board, yeah, we are building our dream board, and money you no know, an issue when you're top of the heap. 
like they they can be like six seven bucks each and you can pound one by yourself in a what 10 minutes well the thing is bang, they're bang, expensive bang. but there's only like maybe 15 that's what i mean 15 that's the problem in there. that's the problem yeah. You can do a pack on your ear by yeah. yourself. Two packs, easy. Yeah, and that's what, 20 bucks worth of biscuits? Yeah. Crackers, whatever the fuck you want to call them. But they are delicious. Mate, they're very now, delicious. Now, what do I like on there? I like a little bit of blue. Have to have some blue. I like like a Mercer Valley on there. Do yeah. you know like that Mercer Valley? You mean the goat's cheese? No, the Mercer Valley, like, like crumbly. The, yeah, the crumbly one. Crumbly. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I like yes. a bit of goat's cheese on there. Fucking oath, I like a bit of goat's cheese in a jar. Dip it in. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't mind taramasalata. I have to have olives on there. I have to. Yep. I fucking love olives, and I want them to be pitted and stuffed. You de- get me. Get the fucking seeds away from me, please. I want to be able to bite into this thing and know that my... Molars, well, I don't want to have to just. I don't want to be spitting seeds everywhere. No, is there a, is there a seed is there is a, there bowl, a seed bowl? And if there's not, what do I do? Have I now got a napkin filled with fucking <coughs> seeds? <clears throat> or am I spitting them and putting them in my pocket? Am I no. putting them on the table? That's no, rather that's uncouth. gross. That's disgusting. We're going to need some pate, and we're going to need some of that uh, quince paste. So you're going to need a couple of pates for me. You're going to need some quince paste. I'm not a massive quince guy, but I get it. You have to have it though. If you don't have it on the board, then you're in fucking big, big trouble. And I won't be. It's at no no board of mine will not have quince paste on there or pate. Um, prosciutto, Eddie. I know prosciutto is something that you've only really discovered in the last eighteen <laughs> months that's even existed. Ella tells a great story about Eddie's mm-hmm. not knowing what fucking. Well, we like when I first uh, was eating dining with the Dumbrells. Sounds like we, a reality show. We, yeah, dining with the Dumbrells. That would be funny. Uh, her sister Ruby is a big, like she's like a, she's a great cook first and foremost. A foodie. She's a foodie. And I think we got prosciutto pizza and I was like, what's prosciutto? <laughs> <laughs> so if you want any more evidence that Dubbo is a Devon town, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So, look, that's, you know... Prosciutto that, is... That obviously, you know, elicited many giggles yeah. and still does to this day. I fucking know that That's knows. a true story. That's, I was a, that's probably, a streety level sort of... I was 19? No, nah, he's older than that, punters, dribblers. Obviously, he's trying to sell you guys. I would have been 19, 20. You were not 19. You met her when you were 19. Yeah, it would no, have been... The, it, would have, it was like a first... in lie. Acknowledge How old was I? You were about 24 <laughs> and you didn't know. It's all right. It's okay. You reckon you were, I went six years without eating prosciutto? You're from a Devon town. I am from a Devon town. I'm acknowledging that. Yeah. But I didn't go six like years without eating prosciutto. Like there are steel towns. Newcastle's the steel city. You know what I mean? Like, your Dubbo's a Devon town. There should be a big Devon in Dubbo. Fucking out there should, Eddie, and you should be campaigning for a it. A big slice of Devon. But don't, don't lie and pretend like you knew what prosciutto was at 19. You didn't. You thought prosciutto was Devon. <laughs> Till you were 24, 25. And that's all right. Sure. Uh, what else should we have on this platter to save all Well, it depends. Place? Like, do you want to shift away from, well, like, like cheese boardy no, stuff? No, yeah, brie, camembert, you got to have, you know. Cam- can I say something about camembert? Camembert's great, but there's better cheeses out there. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, camembert. Like, camembert's, like, like, put it this way. If you're putting camembert out, no offence to camembert, you better be lazy. A little bit. Well, no, I think you can put it out, but it can't be. If that's all you're putting out, then we've got big problems. Huge problems. Massive problems. Huge problems. You're, Massive you're problems. a poser if all you've got is camembert. Like, my palate has matured over time yeah. and I need something a bit punchier punchier it's yeah. not punchy enough no, that's where blue comes in and you can get some real punchy blues if yeah, you want yeah. <laughs> you I don't like the I don't like the super punchy ones no you got to find one that's not full pun- not that's not going to knock you out you can get some you can get some blues that'll put you on your ass yeah but like might even put make, you out of business dude they might they like you, you actually vomit like they're so fucked up 
Sun-dried tomato not put out enough. So, mm. I have only recently just reinvigorated my love for it's the sun-dried tomato. It's not put out enough. But it should be on everything. Big sun-dried tomato, they've, they've been doing well, a the shit Well, the Tomato job. Farmers Union, Eddie, well, of which we're fucking card-carrying board members. They need to get their shit together. Yeah, they do. They need the, to get the their sun-dried shit tomato, is that Noosa? No, definitely not. The sun-dried tomato, Steph has just started getting again regularly, and I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing? The sun-dried tomato is top of the pops. Yeah, it's great. You need a bib, though, because of the oil. You well, can't get oil yeah. out of anything. No. You, well, you can, just it, keep, but you it's keep tough. Just you keep it back in. It. Yeah, just yeah, chuck just it back in. But yeah, I the, mean, the, look, I'd start there. Yeah, you could also get some like some uh, walnuts. There's some sort of like, I think it's walnuts. There are some sort of nuts you can put on a table, uh, on a on a board. Pistachios, if you want, I'll allow it. I'm not a huge nutman. Pistachio on a board. Oh, I don't mind it on a board. I don't mind it. Almonds. Put some cherries on there if it's summer. Cherries and, mm. and tomatoes. I'd say a bit of fruit. Pop of fruit. Look, the world's your oyster. Um, yeah, the world is your oyster. I wouldn't have oysters on there. No. Oysters are a bit there is, That's a separate thing. Yeah, oysters are their own thing. Don't try and fucking make oysters. If you have an oysters, you're having them and you're pounding them yeah. into the earth. Yep. Maybe Dude, we're be. coming back into prawn season, Eddie. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, it's prawn season now. I know, but like... No, I'm with you. I get Summer it. of prawns and cricket. Just bowls it. of prawns. Hot day, fucking feet up. Yeah, yeah. Prawns. Bowls. Bowls of it. And a, Kilos and a, and a, and a bowl to wash your hands. I have to. And a bowl for the prawn skin heads. And seafood sauce. Yeah. And lemon. Lemon. And ice, ice cold beers. Ice cold. And a couple of serviettes. Heaps, heaps of serviettes. David Warner hitting tons for the nation. Uh, Smudge hitting tons for the nation. And you Labra yell, hitting tons for the nation. And you yelling out to your mum in the kitchen going, mum, more prawns, please. More prawns. Mum, play your role. Mum, please. It's fucking boxing day. More mom, prawns. Play your role. Play your role. Mum, it's fucking boxing day. More prawns, please. Play your role. Play roll. Sit down with the family. Mum, you can sit down, <laughs> but we need more fucking prawns. And you're in there. Yeah. If I was in there, I'd get them, but you're in there. And I'm not in there because I'm on the couch, which is in the cricket. Dave's on 98. That's why I'm not in there. That's prawns, what? please. It's hot. <laughs> it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. Anyway, let's move on. Manly are cowards. Okay. Here they come. Here they come. Here they are. Here they come. We're not cowards, though, so that's fine. I, like, I mean, I'll take, I'll take the lick in that there was a lick. That was a lick in spirit, but, I mean, we're not cowards. Fuck you. Take your licks. Tom, Eddie, Dior, it was a nice performance from the Manly Bin Chickens last night. Tommy Turbo just doesn't get finals footy. See ya. Yeah, look, that was another lick, wasn't it? That guy, that guy didn't have any baritone to his voice, though. That all just sounded very breathy and airy. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, go, think, go, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I can take a lick from that. You know what I mean? Well, like, you, you take it, but I'm more concerned about his lack of baritone. Yeah. <laughs> go buy some baritone, bro. Let me call back. Yeah, yeah. Work on the baritone in your voice, you breathy dribbler. <laughs> <laughs> You're all breath, bro. Yeah, dude, you are all breath, and I bet it stinks. <laughs> Baritone masks bad breath. Yeah, it does. Well, people go, fuck, that's a nice baritone to the voice. Who gives a shit about the... Like, has anyone ever said Chris Hemsworth's got bad breath? No, they Example? Haven't. No, because he's fucking baritone. he's all baritone. Now. Yeah. This guy. He's all breath. Breathy, stinky dribbler. <laughs> trying to lick us. Ugh. Yuck. Hello, Tom, Eddie, Dior, 
the punters. And come on! Oh, internet cut. Hang on. Uh, I was going to say it was at the dream. The dream players. Neil Sardinavi, Castrian. I might have been this. Um, I have a question. Uh, it's going to be a short question. I, I, I really like my, my technology and like this updating on technology of all the, the gizmo and the gadgets. I just wanted to ask you boys, is, is the Curse TV the biggest wool pull from <laughs> any technology company ever? Like your Samsung, your LG, your Hyacinth, yeah, etc. Is the Curse TV that was created a couple of years ago the biggest... Wallpool ever. I don't know if they still advertise them, but um, yeah, if you'd like to let me know. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the Knights game on Sunday. Yeah, the podcast obviously on Monday. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Pepsi Max soon and um, fuck the Curve TV. And um, <laughs> shout out to Jake Gelfius. He won the 4-2-1. Thanks, Gelfert. Great dribble, Neil, sir. Great uh, I would say this. There is a reason that the Curve TV, not a thing anymore. It was a gimmick. Dude, it was the mini displayer of TV. It, like, it was like fucking. It was like cherry coke. Who the fuck got it? It's if like you, a, you know, it's what? like a Dreamcast. Yeah, and there are some dumb motherfuckers out there who got a curved TV. Hundred percent, there are. There's hundreds of them. Yeah, what Not thousands, but there's hundreds. Doesn't sit fucking flush to your wall. Just this weird. Looks like shit. Looks stupid. Oh, you got to be sitting dead center to the. What fucking was the? Thing? I mean, like, there's a curved monitor behind us there, but that's different because that's a computer monitor. I get that. But what's the benefit of the curved TV? What were they pushing? So there's an article here which kind of talks about the death of curved TVs. It says... Oh, great article. Um, IMAX, it was basically based off IMAX theatres, which had curved TVs. Right. But when you're in an IMAX cinema, essentially the screen curves around the whole audience. So you've got more than like a 180 degree. What's the problem with these curved TVs is that you can like get a glare if you're not sitting in the right spot or things can look distorted. Stupid. And like, yeah, basically if you're sitting anywhere except right in front... You're not getting like the optimum fucking. So view. stupid. So perfect for families where you know, like <laughs> if you live by yourself. Yeah, if you live by yourself, maybe. But also, like, do you have the a, a, a scenario or an environment that is conducive for one where it's pitch black? Can you fucking? And like, you just most well, you basically homes, have to be an incel. Most homes aren't like that. No, you've got to be an incel who fucking doesn't leave his house in lockdown, and all you do is just watch TV in the dark. Yeah. Look, they died for a reason, pure and simple. It's a yeah. great point, though, Nilsa. It was a great point, Nilsa. One of the great technological wool pulls. And, you know, if you spent money on one yourself, then you're an idiot. I remember going in, like, I've had, I've bought TVs in the time that the curved TV has been a thing. And I remember every time you go in and look at them, I'm like, this does not look appealing to me in the slightest. Is the, is the mobile phone version of the curved TV the, the phones that fold in the half? The Samsung ones where it's like, the screen folds. I'm like, I don't trust that. But do I need that? Well, I certainly don't need it, but do I trust it, though? I don't trust it, no. let alone need it. But I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. I don't need it. Fucked if I need it. You don't need it. No. Anyway, great dribble, Nilsa. Knight's lost, though. Suck egg. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters, and the dribblers. Uh, I just want to say glory, glory to Sydney. Glory, glory to Sydney. Uh, quick question for Danny Exotic. 
Danny, who scored for uh, Penrith in the second half? Oh, that's right. No one. Position. <laughs> Once again, no premierships for Penrith. South Sydney all the way. Probably beat Manly in two weeks by 30 because Manly had dog shit as well. Couldn't even give the storm a crack. Anyway, premiership soon. Beer soon. Glory, glory. Uh, look, that was a licking for Penrith. We got a bit of a drive-by licking there, but I'm, I'm going to allow it. I'll allow it. But it was a definitely a licking for Penrith. Yeah. And now they didn't score any points in the second No, game. they didn't. And Danny Exotic, you know, hope you're well, bro. Hey, boys, it's Graham from Mount Isa here. I'm your secret Santa that made the um, St. PVL plaque 2.0 at the start of the year. King. Uh, just ringing up with an idea um, for the bottom eight final series. Uh, finals 2.0, if you will. A um, bit exact same format as the top eight system, except flip totally upside down. And the only way to progress, like the top eight, is through losses. And the win will get you out of the comp. So <laughs> the bottom four will have to win twice to be eliminated. But the, um, from the comp and winning in the first week of the finals progresses you to week two, giving you more weeks to win your um, second match. And we call it Fuck It Finals. And, of course, the grand final will be renamed the Spoon Bowl and the giant spoon being thrown at whoever loses the finals campaign instead of confetti. Maybe we can just throw a big bunch of spoons on top of them. Anyways, loving the content for the past few years. Um, more cone rhetoric soon. Beers forever. Big Casey, never. Were we talking about this? We talked about it, I think, on, on, with Kempi, yeah. It was about a finals, the fucking footy finals, or whatever yeah. the fuck we were calling it. But uh, I don't hate that idea. I don't hate funny. that idea. I like the idea of those cannons, like, after you win the spoon, exploding in fucking wooden spoons, just flying everywhere. Yeah. And they can hurt. You got to stay away from the can of and take your. Get up your wits about. Yeah, wits about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind that at all. I think it's a great way to raise revenue for shit clubs. Yep. You know. Yep. It would be humiliating to lose a spoon bowl. Fuck me. Yeah. But it's funny because by losing the spoon bowl, you actually win. The spoon. Mm-hmm. Does it become a, like pub trivia where the team that comes last gets a free jug or something? I don't think you give many rewards, Dave. No, I think if you come, you're not, last, we're not you re- get a spoon. We're not rewarding mediocrity. No, it's Simple not even that. mediocrity. What's worse than mediocrity? Because mediocrity, it's failure. It's fail. It's like worse than mediocrity. Yeah, we're uh, not rewarding failures. No. Anyway, you got an F. Simple. Tom, Eddie, Turncoat, Dave. The other day, I'm pulling in the fucking servo, get myself a Powerade and a hot pie. Miss Max, obviously the best. And I look down, about to check out, I see some good old-fashioned footy cards sitting there. And I've bought myself a few packs. I've gone home. I've opened them up. And, mate, they're fucking dog shit. What happened to the good old-fashioned Smith Chips footy cards? You get the gold ones, the trios, and the rare ones. Mate, bring them back. This dribbler buying footy cards at the servo is... That's, that's a, a vibe. That's a huge vibe. <laughs> I actually have never bought footy cards. Neither. So I, I used to collect Tarzos. I collected Tarzos. I collected fucking... Actually, I think Tarzos might have been the only thing. Was it Pogs? Or were they, were they just thick Tarzos, the Pogs? Weren't Pogs circular? Tarzos were Tarzos circular as well. Tarzos were circular. Then they started changing up the shapes as they progressed over time. So yeah. you look at the Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I used to have like a CD case. For Tarzos. Yeah, so did I. You can get the Tarzos. I've still got the Tarzos book at home. And you open it up and like, 
you had to collect them against that's the backdrop. What, yeah, the that's thing. what I had. I had heaps of... I think I had all the Dragon Ball Z ones. I think I co- completed the set. Mine was Looney Tunes Tarzos before... Dragon, yeah, Lo- yeah, they yeah, were, yeah, 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 they were the ones that I had. The er- like the really early circular ones were Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. And they were in Smith's. Yeah. I used to get a pack of chips every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just rip to open and them. Tear. Fucking oath, I used to I also... Tear. And this, again, I think probably predates anyone else in this room, but Odd Bods... They I remember were, Odd Bods, yeah. They were cards, and they had... On some of them, they had like a... Ones that you would heat up, like you, they were heat sensitive yes, things that yeah, you heat yeah, up yeah. and they'd reveal an image yeah, underneath yeah, it. And yeah. it was like the, you'd get fucking, you'd trade those. They were dope. Odd bods were dope. Tarzos were dope. Did that guy ask about anything to do with odd bods or Tarzos? Mm-hmm. Do you remember oh, those shoes? Do you cars. remember those shoes people used to get where you'd walk and they'd light up for every step you took? Yeah. <laughs> they are, they're a, f- they're, that's someone wanting to be noticed. You got the flashy shoe on. I used to Did be very jealous. Did Adults ever wear them? I, I, mean, I used to be jealous too. I was always jealous of the kids with them. I never got them. But upon reflection, you know. It was a good call from your parents. To not give me the yeah, light-up yeah, shoes yeah. yet. It's a great call. It's a great call. Yeah. Because also, unless you're, you can't even see it. You can't no, you even can't see, see your shoes well, like Well, no, you can't. Because they're on the side. They're on the, and the back and shit. Like, yeah. unless you're looking at your heels, which is difficult to do. Really tough. So it's flash for the sake of flash. It is sake for the. F- it's showy bumper stickers on your shoes. And then the other guy that has got wheels in his wheels and his never got those either. <laughs> they were at least a bit more like. Well, they were practical in the sense that you could move they, places. They were quickly. built in fun, but I also didn't understand how you didn't like slip over a lot. I think you had to walk on your toes. Yeah, but like I wasn't sure that you could like push the wheels back in and then pop them out. Don't know. But I again, that'd again, be, I never that'd had be them. annoying. It would be annoying. Just, you know what, dude? Just let shoes be shoes. Shoes have worked for a long time. <laughs> they have. Let's not overthink the shoe. I don't think so. From a utilities perspective, make them look cool. But no, I didn't. I never, like, to be honest, the recollection of, that I have of the schoolyard was one in which footy cards weren't really a thing. No. There was like Pokemon cards and Yu Gi Oh cards and Beyblades and shit, but no one had footy cards. Yo yo. Yo ho Diablos? Yeah. Yo, we had yo yo's, yo yo, Diablos, all that Marbles. shit. Marbles. Marbles. No recollection of footy cards. No, maybe we'll get some footy cards. Just have a look at them. So maybe we won't. I was just going to say about Pogs and Tarzos, essentially the same thing Tarzos created after Pogs. Pogs dating back to the 1930s. Jesus. Where a Hawaiian beverage company started basically <coughs> putting different artwork on the caps <coughs> and saying, you know, these are worth different things. You can play a game with it. Pog standing for pineapple, orange, and guava, which was the flavors. There That's you go. a genius idea, isn't mm. it? That's a genius What did you have idea. in the schoolyard, Dave? We were big on the Smith's Chips footy cards. Oh, okay. So, so maybe it came cards. after us. Yeah, yeah. maybe it did. So not like buying them outright from the servo, but Which like is you what, get That's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, come yeah, after yeah. It's yeah. come after us. And we there were like some sick ones. There was like, you know, you had like the good players and then you had like a triple where you had like, you know, uh, Inglis, Slater and Smith were on there. Or you had like a classic player where you had like someone from the 80s and you they could should get keep that. Doing I'm actually jealous. Now. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm actually fucking jealous. Because mm. I would have preferred that. I wasn't really Instead like I Looney Tunes, Tarzos. Well, no, see, I don't mind. I was never a Pokemon guy. Never got into it. Yeah. Never got into Digimons and all that shit. Like, did you not have a Digimon? No. Nah. I just Dude, I used to take you to yeah. fucking school and clean everyone it did, and, and they'd stuff. play each other. And there were cheats the way you could fucking evolve. Did you not have a Digimon? I just it just never interests me. And you're always you're just too cool for school sometimes. No, like, but like because it's, it's just, one of those things that I was always DNA. like, I would think about it, and I'm like, do I? Like, I just never felt the. You never wanted a Digimon. Nah. Did you have a Game Boy? Yeah, fuck yeah, Game Boys. But Digimon was just something that never fucking got my 
PP hard. What about Tamagotchis? Was that after your time? My sister had there was before. Well, not before my time. My sister had Tamagotchis way back in the day, and I was I liked that because I thought it was cool. And my older sister had it, so I was like, I want one. Never got one, but I think Tamagotchis, if my memory serves, were more like what the girls used to get, and the boys got <laughs> yeah. Digimons. Well, no, but they were before Digimon. Digimon, the evolution of the Tamagotchi, but the ta- the Digimon was also like you would battle. Exactly. Fuck yeah, it, like yeah, yeah. Battle, but that's what bro. I mean. Whereas Tamagotchi was like he's a pet. It's a Digi yeah, pet. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never really seen a Digimon in the wild. We, I've were, got we one. were all Tamagotchis when I was at school. I think I've still got a Digimon at home. Really? In my, at my parents' house. Probably not work. It doesn't work. Put some batteries in it, bro. Bring, get it. Get them to mail it down. Oh, I remember these. You used to get these in like Macca's meals sometimes, eh? Mm, no. no. Similar vibe, like a little Dude, tiny Macca's, thing. Macca's can't even give out fucking toys anymore. Yes, they, they can. We looked it up. Oh, they can. You got that wrong. Yeah, and right. still spitting it. I'm still spitting it. <laughs> They, Dude, just, they just had to like offer apple slices or like uh, offer that's healthy right. Because I just heard a thing the other day like, we're giving out books because we want kids to read. It's like, you know what, Mac is, I don't think any parent that's turning to you for their kids reading isn't doing their Stay in your lane. Just give me a fucking football. Bring back the students, the mini ones, the fluffy ones. Yep. Where um, are our students, by the way? Mate, I actually have to get onto that fucking company to get today. that. Yeah. Today. Today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On we go. Uh, g'day, Larry, Mel and Curly, my beloved P's and D's. <laughs> just a concerned Catholic school dribbler here. Uh, it was recently Are You OK Day. Uh, I just wanted to check in on the voice of Leichhardt, the crying tiger. Last seen on 29th of August. Did a sign-off. Um, haven't heard from him since he lost to the Wooden Spooners. But, you know, in memory of you, mate, my standing respect, um, I've gone back and... Giving your prior dribbles a standing O. Just to let you know, I'm here for you, mate. Reach out. I just want to know you're okay. Be soon, mate. Take care. Very nice initiative there. Yeah, we haven't heard from the crying tiger. Um, I don't think that, you know, I don't think we need to at this point. Uh, that just reminds me more broadly, though, Eddie, that we were getting roasted on our live stream on Friday night that we gave that we stood up and cheered when Jason Saab scored a try. And they're like, you're giving a standing ovation for a try. And I'm like, that's not a standing ovation, you fucking idiot. That's a celebration. That's when, if you are, if you're watching the footy and your mate get, and like one of your players gets like, gets a try like that, or is like something's happening. If you aren't standing up and yipping and Yahoo, and then you're just a fucking loser. Well, you're not invested in the game. No, you don't really care. You don't care. Now, Standing ovation, which is where you actively stand up and cheer and applaud and applaud for a prolonged amount of time at half time during a trial time. match, is not the same thing. No. This is finals footy, yeah. where Saab leaps high among the pack to score a famous rugby league try. That's going to elicit a response. Or when Ruben puts a fucking random kick in from a 20 meter tap and Saab chases it down and scores a try. That's going to elicit a response. If you don't respond to that, you're probably used to your team just completing their sets and scoring no tries. So I understand how that may confuse you when a team's like doing some cool shit. But to say that was a standing O was ridiculous. (laughs) Let's move on. Oh, Tom Edward, Dijon Dave. Two points to make here. Oh, leopard shorts wearing dribbler, by the way. Two points to make here. I would have hated to have been you two cunts sitting in a studio with that curly-haired, long-nosed little fuck giving it to you about Manly giving it to Melbourne. Or the other way around. Manly giving it to... Melbourne giving it to Manly, even. Well said. Anyway. Great start. Second point. 
you comes through always saying the Parramatta won't win until the sun explodes. Well, I don't know about you, but in the northwest of New South Wales today, it was very fucking hot on a Sunday. Very fucking hot. Does that mean the sun's going to explode? Well, I think it does. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Para Premiership soon. Melbourne never. And look, just fuck the Seagulls. Hooroo. Thank you. Look, that's dribble logic. Obviously, yeah. he's he, not based in science. Well, he thinks that we're saying that Para won't win till the sun explodes. That's not us. That is the science saying that. Science says that in the next approximately 5 billion years, the sun will eat the earth, at which point rugby league will cease to, to exist. exist. Unless we've terraformed. We may have terraformed, in which point, you know, there, there's a different discussion to be had. We're going on the assumption that we no don't. terraforming has been done, yep. at least not outside of our own solar system, <laughs> which is at risk because there would be no sun. Yeah, the sun would wipe out the entire fucking Well, show. exactly, except for like the planets on the fringes. But yeah, then there'd be yeah, no yeah. sun, no so heat, you'd freeze, you'd die. Anyway. You'd, you'd, yeah. You're done and dusted. Yeah. All we're saying is, is five billion years long enough for Parramatta to win the comp? Science says, the models say, it's not. <laughs> That's it, basically, yeah. How many more of these you got, Dave? Um, not too many. I think just over five. Sweet. Come on. Good day, Tom. Eddie, Theo, Dave, Stephen Blocker-Roach here. Oh, I'm just calling up after I had to eat five Filado fish burgers, a sensational seafood dinner, if you ask me, after losing to mud guts in a bet I made on the Knights and Eels game. I wouldn't have had to eat them if... The refs would have called Guffo a drop ball. But anyway, that happened. If I would have called, oh, God, he's a good player. But no, nah, not today. Not today. Not from Stephen Blocker Roach. Anyway, jumping on the the oat milk Penrith Panthers to win the grand final now. Strong bone soon. Pro- Parramatta Premiership's never. Again, you wonder why it's called yeah, the dribbler hotline. Sure. Um, thank you to Steve for... Uh Stopping by for a chat. Um, I don't know what to say. That. I don't know. I think we just let that one. Just let it hang. I think we take that as a comment. Just let it hang. Let for it a hang there. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, we'll probably move on. It's on its way. It's on its way. This is how you become a man. It's on its way. Quaid Cooper. Quaid Cooper. This is how you become a citizen. This is how you win the hearts of a nation. Quake Cooper. Fucking legend. Well, that gentleman was having a fucking time on a Sunday <laughs> night. But you're right. he's right. How the fuck Quade isn't a, mem- uh, a citizen of the nation? I don't understand that. Like, if you've played as many caps as he has for the nation, surely exceptions can be made. Well, I don't even understand what the exception is. He's fucking playing for the country. He's well, a, he's the Australian 5'8". He's an Australian citizen. He's lived here for fucking ever. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what I don't know what criteria he's not meeting. Yeah. I think what it was is that because he was playing overseas and he hadn't been in Australia or like he hadn't permanently been in Australia for a while, they couldn't really give him the citizenship like, That's if ridiculous. he hadn't been living there for the last few years, but yeah. 
Madness. Sheer madness. Ridiculous. But yeah, it's just weird that he never tried. Like I was reading, apparently most of his super rugby career and international, he was just traveling on a New Zealand passport. Interesting. Right. But anyway, shout out to Quaid. Kicked the first ever 50-22 in an international rugby match. That was pretty cool. Good point. Moving on. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave, just want to bring your attention to a absolute Aussie legend, Rip and Taren on the big stage, Daniel Ricciardo. It's currently about 1am and he has just won his first race in 2018 for the mighty McLaren. And to top it off, does a shuri on the podium. Just want your thoughts. What do you think of the Aussie legend? And is he top five Australians, biggest Australians on the world stage? Thoughts? Thank you. Be it soon. Well, we've covered him already. We have covered him. But in terms of the last question, is he top five Australians on the international stage? I'd say yes. I think so. Fucking oath, I think so. Reach out, Ricky. Reach out. Make it happen, Red. Uh, punters, dribblers, how are we? Um, just on the topic of Chris Hemsworth of flexing in front of a TV fan, <laughs> and you guys are rating him. Mate, personally, from my interaction with him, not a good bloke. He was um, once pulled into the cafe that I work at. We gave him the luxury of him and his family of sitting him out the back. Uh, then when he went to leave, I simply stood in front of him, asked him if he was leaving and if he wanted me to clear his table. And he just uh, simply walked past me, even though we made direct eye contact. No comment after that. And I was like, no, I've been off him ever since. Anyway, happy dribbling. Look, I, I we were never saying he was a bad bloke. That's for starters. We were merely asking the question about you know his uh, supplement regimen. But again, I think you have to give every celebrity the benefit of the doubt when interacting with a dribbler in the wild. You can't formulate... You, you may have caught him in a bad day. You can't formulate sweeping opinions about someone off one interaction. I, I understand to you he's a fuckwit, or he was, and I completely get it, but I'm also like... Sounds like you stood directly in front of him and tried to hip and shoulder him out of the way. He might have been like, whoa. He might have also had a cunt of a day. He could have had a cunt of a day. That but being I'll take said, your point. it's no excuse to be a rude asshole. I do agree with that. No excuse. None whatsoever. Supplement soon. All right, last one. Hey, boys. It's Monday morning. Get up and about. Look, I need to apologise for last week for my blasphemous actions, giving you guys a bit of an oh, yeah, instead of a come on. But, look, today a different message has to be said, and it goes out to you boys at Manly. Good! Bye! Have a great fucking day, fellas. <laughs> He's dropped a fucking commentator's come on on us. That's a lick. That's a Danganane special. That was at 3.40 this morning. Man's got a lot of energy for Holy that. Holy shit. Well, it sounded like he was on the way to work. Well, he might have been. Good on you. Good on you. Look, we'll take, a, we'll take a 3 a.m. goodbye. Yeah, not a problem. It's okay. You just sit back, fucking doubt us at your own peril. Own peril. Hell of a show. Hell of a show, Eddie. One of our, I mean, best, you would argue. Um, thanks to all our sponsors once again. Thanks to everyone who got the bounced out trackies. Um, they should all be basically arrived, if not arriving this week. 
I think that's it from us, Eddie. We'll see you Thursday. We got about even tomorrow that we're recording. We got Kempy Show we're recording. There's content coming out of our buttholes, and you're all welcome. Bye bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>